The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. Time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag from Liverpool. We bring you Australia's original Eurovision podcast, Eurovision. Direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Sydney. Now, here's your host. Ben Navotova! It's your Ausvision. It's that time of year again where you get so pumped and excited for the one episode we do basically all year. And particularly one person on this podcast is about to burst at the seams because it's his favourite time of the year. And we're all excited and pumped. We're going cha-cha-cha. We're going to the queens and kings of Norway. There's Australians galore in this. There's a Canadian in this. There's, there's there's so many people to talk about this. And so stacked are we for excitement for this year that we've got an extended panel, including somebody who knows absolutely nothing about what we're about to talk to today, which is going to make it extra, extra fun. Of course, we are going to the UK, not Ukraine, because when you think of countries that are invaded and you want to go a backup, you go to the UK because... This is the only time they can ever apparently host Eurovision. It's an exciting year. There's so much to talk about this year, and I am so pumped to welcome. Let's let's get him on the line first. He's he's just he's itching at the bit. He's he's dancing around. He's smiling. He's watched all the different countries' performances over and over again. He's watched the seventh place finishes at the Serbian national finals and everything, and he's just been waiting to talk. It's Jared Lubick. Jared, just come on, excited. You're pumped. You're, you're just how are you feeling right now? It's just, uh, it's the best week of the year. Like the lead up has been so long. Like you say, all the national finals, we've had entries robbed. We've had Eurovision winners get knocked out before they could get there. Um, All the returning artists this year, like it's just, it's going to be a great year. So exciting. So pumped. Also pumped. It's a man who I only get to speak to once a year, really. Uh, I'm a bit sad about that. We should do more stuff. Alex Merrill. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Ben, and thank you for introducing me as the person who knows nothing about Eurovision and <laughs> clearly has no clue what's going on, because I think that happens just about every year as well, to be fair. Look, I had to had to finally admit the truth, Alex. We've been doing this show for quite <laughs> some time now, about eight years, and I think it's finally time that both our listeners finally discover that you know nothing about Eurovision. So, I um, think if they've ever listened, it's quite apparent. Exactly. If they've ever listened, then they're probably getting tortured themselves. So, uh, welcome aboard. Speaking of torture... You know this man from several other podcasts where his torturous voice will torture you many times, speaking about the Olympics, James Bond and movies and TV shows. And for some reason, he's joining us on Eurovision because I think we said, hey, you, do you want to come on Eurovision? Eurovision? He's like, okay, I'll do that. It's Colin Hilding. Hello, Colin. Welcome back. You're only one step away from appearing on the qualifying lap at this rate. Oh, I'm going to complete a full set. (laughs) I I, I was hoping that since Alex took 
my title, I could take his title, and I could be the one to talk to you once a year. I think oh. that would be that would be more my wheelhouse. That's my dream to only have to speak to you once a year. Wow, gee, if only such things could come true. But we're just saying off air. Obviously, this is almost like a Survivor Oz reunion. I think uh, we'll just mention you and Alex obviously appeared on our Eurovision Fire Saga review from a few years ago. That uh, of course, it's your one taste of Eurovision. But uh, before that. Amazing Race Canada. Before that, I don't know. What was it? Survivor Co-Wrong Episode 3 with Billy Garcia? I don't know. I mean, catch up, you two. Uh, you're best friends in real life, aren't you? Well, can, can we get Billy on the line too? Is he going to be oh, us? Billy doing Eurovision before Saken. Why are they in it? You know, they, yeah. they should be doing it. Um, Just quickly though, Colin, why are you here? Uh, what what brought you why back? Am I? Why am I here? What brought you to get up at 6.30 in the morning in a country that has... Well, actually, technically, you've won Eurovision Canada. Has Australia never has? Celine Dion won Eurovision once. So, I mean, uh, why are you here to, to, to relive Celine's famous win from the eighties? Uh, you know, when we did the uh, the the Eurovision movie a couple of years ago, I'm like, I think I'm starting to wrap my head around this. I, I <laughs> know about thirty percent of enough to understand what's going on, and I'm looking forward to seeing Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. And really, that's what's got me here. If Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams don't perform, then guaranteed I'm not here next year. You know Pierce Brosnan's in the crowd going, play ya ya ding dong, play it! Yes! Uh, play it! <laughs> which, again, Pierce Brosnan has a connection to to Eurovision, essentially. But, I mean, this is a, a massive year. And I think this is one of my favourite, maybe if not my favourite, since we've started covering Eurovision. There's so many good songs. And saying it right now, this is like the Battle of Scandinavia, I think, this year. Because our... Two favourites right now uh, battling it out for Scandinavian supremacy. They're rivals in ice hockey. They're, they're rivals in Viking fighting. I don't know. Finland and Sweden. I mean, this is a, a huge year. You've got other big guns up there. Spain, can they break their drought? France, can they break their drought? The UK, possibly. Norway and Australia. I'm saying this right now too. My favourite ever Australian entry, Voyager finally get their chance to shine after being robbed last year. Uh, epic, epic, epic. Jared, start with you. Just your general thoughts of Eurovision 2023. It's just a good year. Like the the bar of like the top songs is high. Like the middle songs are okay. Even the really bad songs are not terrible, terrible. And like trying to predict these semifinals, like... I don't even know. Like, I feel like in semifinal one, I might get like eight right. But in semifinal two, that semifinal is all over the shop. Trying to predict that, I was like, I have no idea. This is so like it could go any which way. The fact that this year in the semifinals, it's only televote. Like there's no juries. I don't know what's going to happen. Says the man who always wins, just saying. I think every time we've done these predictions, you have literally always won. So I think maybe I won the first year, but I can't remember that. Uh, The man who always loses is Alex. But... um, how are you thinking of Eurovision 2023? So from my perspective, I've kind of got it as there are two or three kind of amazing songs, wonderful top, kind of large gap to a number of good songs and then kind of the rest. Like the For rest. me, I think there's like a couple of like, look at it where I'm like, there's a couple that I'm like, yeah, these are definite like could be winners. For me, probably after the first kind of probably five to 10, I feel like, I don't think it's the quality drops off massively from like them, but they're just not as good as the good ones is kind of, I guess, the way I've kind of summarized that from my point of view. Very intrigued now. This is uh, making it quite interesting. 
Colin, what's your take on Eurovision compared to last Eurovision? Um, in, in all seriousness, all, like, you know, you've listened to 37 songs. I don't know if you just listened to them once or you've been putting on your playlist for the last Twice. week. Twice. Twice. Three times yeah. a lady. Um, <laughs> what are your general thoughts on, on listening to 37 songs from Europe? Well, 36 songs and one from Oceania. Uh, I mean, kind of similar to Alex. Like, there's a handful of songs on here where I'm like, wow, I'm surprised. I actually really like this song. Uh, and then a lot that sort of are the middle. There, there's a handful where I'm like, wow, this song is just not my thing at all. But then I'm, <laughs> this is where it's going to be interesting for me to try to predict this because songs that I think this is terrible, there's no way yeah. this could win, those could be the favorites in other countries around the world. So, I mean, there's one in particular where I'm like, wow, what is this song doing here? And that's probably the front runner right oh, now. Oh, no, I'm worried now. Did you did you have a chance to like look at any odds or kind of just do any research yeah. on this? I looked up the odds, which again is one website. So who knows um, who knows how accurate this is. Uh, I also looked up all the artists too, because and again, I don't know whether this plays you know a part or not. Like how popular are these artists? Uh, you, you you get some who are clearly a first time artist because it's like their entire discography is the one single from Eurovision. Uh, but you know, maybe in the end, it just comes down to the song itself. Like those are the things that I'm not sure uh, how much of a factor they play: popularity of artists or overall sound how much they're ripping off maybe a past winner and not, not knowing past winners and past years that's another thing that could really play a it's part. i mean it's a great point because you do often have a trend where say if it's a ballad the year before then the next year you're going to get a bunch of ballads if it's a real upbeat dance song the year before then it will come that way uh you know if you're cypress you generally send in fuego every single year except for this year so finally they're breaking that generally you you do kind of get trends of songs and then one will kind of stand out and then come along and get a winner. It's interesting you say too about sort of returning artists and people like that as well. I mean, there's obviously one very key returning artist this year, which she could create history as potentially the first ever two, uh, the second ever two-time winner in the history of Eurovision, the first female to do it. Uh, you know, talking points there as well. Uh, we've got plenty of singers who are representing countries, even though they're not even remotely from that country. Australia's got two singers this year, so it's it's great. Um, so there's lots to do with all that sort of stuff. And as we were talking a bit about off air, Colin, too, a lot of this will come down to the staging of this. So we're obviously recording this two days out from the first semi final. And this is when the odds can change significantly after a semi final. Because all of a sudden it takes one performance, people get blown away and go, wow, this song is 100 times better, perform live. Or it's 100 times shitter perform live versus, you know, what they did in, say, the regional finals and everything along those lines too. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear Colin go through this because uh, based on a recent episode of 007 Download Now where we ranked songs, where Noah and I had ones very high up and Colin did not like Johnny Cash, but hey, that's his prerogative <laughs> and he's an idiot. But uh, generally what we'll do here, so we'll go through each of the songs and I'm going to do it in alphabetical order this year. So I not based on each semi. So we'll mention which semi they're in and whether they're sort of in the final. And as we always do, we will predict in this episode whether we think they will make the final or not. Now, obviously, there are six songs which are already in the final. So you don't get a bonus point if you predict Germany for making the final, Colin. It doesn't work that way because that's already in the final. But And then we, we come together in a few more days' time and we work out who gets the most points. And then we predict the order and all that kind of fun stuff too. Colin, if you're not available, which you're probably not, we'll get you to send it in and you can still join in all the fun. Now, just a couple of quick things too. Today, I'm going to be playing a clip of each song for the first time, I think, in like seven years. And they're going to be out here at live. So they're going to be dancing and singing or booing. I don't know what they're going to be doing along the way. 
So it's going to be a little bit of extra fun there too. But should also mention there are 37 songs this year. So there were 40 last year. We've lost Bulgaria, we've lost Montenegro, and we've lost North Macedonia. Still no Hungary. Boggy hasn't come back. Um, Russia's still disqualified. Uh, Slovakia, Liechtenstein, Monaco. Um, when are they coming back, Jared? Are we are we any closer to getting a, a Monaco return or a Liechtenstein return anytime soon? I reckon Monaco twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's in the works. Like I think this. I mean, it's the same every year. They were thinking of joining, and then they <laughs> did it. I mean, just give us Kazakhstan, honestly. Yes. Like they're enduring Eurovision. They want to be there. Just let them in. There's, Turkey. Like that's my big thing this year. Like there's, I feel like there's not enough countries. Like for five. Especially semi-final one for only five countries to miss out doesn't feel like it's, like, enough. Yeah. Like, I need more people upset. Well, I'm just saying, Charles Leclerc, he's just recently uh, released a song, a piano song that charted in the top ten on iTunes. He represents Monaco on Formula One, so he could represent Monaco next year. You, you, you never know. Uh, we should also really touch on the fact that this is in Manchester, of course, because Ukraine are the reigning champions. And, Colin, if you didn't know, if you win Eurovision the next year, you do get to host it. And that's why I think maybe Ukraine are probably trying a little bit more this year because generally you win, you don't want to win back-to-back because it's expensive to host, you don't want to win it. And like Ireland did in the 90s, basically bankrupted Irish television in the early 90s because they kept bloody winning it all the time. So uh, we're obviously in Manchester. Uh, not Manchester, uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. No, we're not. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Colin, they're not usually that snappy at me. Um, just wanted to test to make sure they're awake. We're in Liverpool um, so uh, exciting to be in the UK, I guess. Jared, again, the only time we're ever going to be in the UK. Yeah, soon. but we should we should be in Glasgow. Yes, right. This was the wrong choice. I know. It's all. It's they're only doing this purely so that we can get Frankie goes a Hollywood reunion, right? <laughs> like they think music in Liverpool, hmm, the Beatles, like all these famous bands. But I know. Let's get the reunion of Frankie goes to Hollywood, which is happening. Is this because. Birmingham's already been done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aussies retired. Aussies sick. Um, you know, Dexies, <laughs> they lost the Midnight Runners. And Duran Duran had their one performance this decade. So are you pumped though, Colin, for your first Eurovision? The fact that Frankie goes to Hollywood and re- reuniting after like 30 <sighs> years? I thought you were joking about that, but no. now, now I know you're serious. I mean, that's the reason to tune in. Legitimately, they are performing. I don't know if it's at the final or one of the semifinals, but this is the first time the original band has performed together in like 30-odd years. So I'm, I'm going to need somebody to explain what the song Relax is about, though, because that goes a little <laughs> bit over my head. Alex? Uh, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the lyrics and you might um, put, put two and two together there, I think, uh, when it comes to that. Uh, and just also, obviously, Jared, you touched on the fact that, yeah, a bit unique this year in the semifinals. We've only got purely a televote rather than a mix with a jury. And for the first time, and another reason we've got Colin on this, rest of the world get a vote now. So rather than just having 37 countries sit there, hello from Stockholm, here are Sweden's votes for the evening. Like, I, I don't know. Do we have to sit through, like, the remaining 170 countries? <laughs> like, g'day, I'm John from Burkina Faso. Here are Burkina Faso's till I... Have we worked out, Jared, how this is going to work? Who represents... Is Johnny Weir doing this for, like, the US? I don't know. I feel like, well, they combine them all, so it's just going to be the one spokesperson. But who that is is the question. Do they just get one of the hosts in the arena to give the points? Are Maybe. they going to get in, like... Colin? How do you pick? Like, what country do you pick <laughs> to represent rest of the world? Like, I don't know. 
I do hope you're able to watch it live, Colin, because the beauty of Eurovision is when they do read out the votes. Half the, the final is essentially reading of votes, and they generally will go to every capital city or major city in each of the countries, and you'll have a spokesperson who will come on and be all, like, really random and try and be funny and, like, you know, have some, like, in Paris, they'll have, like, the Eiffel Tower and all this kind of stuff going on. In Australia, it's always in front of the Opera House. It's just like, hey, this is all that's in Australia. Which, do we have a spokesperson? Is Lee Lin back? Jared, I don't think so. Damn. I mean, we know we know who it's going to end up being. Yeah, well, let's not go there. No, <laughs> we don't talk about such things. Our jury's been revealed, though. Uh, so on the jury this year, we've got Alfie Alcuri. Uh, was at uh, Eurovision decides Australia twenty nineteen. Dami Im robbed, of course, twenty sixteen should have won. Uh, Eric Padilla participated at Eurovision Australia decides twenty twenty two. TikTok wild card. Jeez. How have we not got the call up yet if that's the fucking thing they're going here for the jury? Uh, Gary Pinto, backing vocalist at Eurostrade. They've really stressed the barrel here for our jury this year. Everybody participated at Eurovision Australia. Leah Nutt. Where's Vanessa Amorossi? Is she busy? I don't know. Uh, Alex, have you heard of anyone of these outside of Dami Im? Well, yeah, of course. I watched out Australia decides and it's very important to know who Alfie Arcuri is. I'm pretty sure he's from the voice actually as well. Oh, of course um, I, he is. I, he was from either voice or X factor. I oh, can't remember. Yes. Which one. That's um, where so what very a surprise. Important. Yeah. Just to, um, no, those are the, the, the first three purely because of Australia decides essentially it's not a, and of course Dami from her history, but that's, that's about the extent of my knowledge of the jury. Again, Noel fresh, the lion every year is still disappointing. <laughs> oh. I, I, Where's One Richard year. Wilkins? I thought he yeah, was. I know. There's, there's the always no. He put Golden Boy last. That's right. Back. You put yeah, Golden Boy any, last. Yeah. You're fired, Richard. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I think yeah, it's not random enough. Like three people from Australia decide seems kind of predictable. If anything, like yeah. I'm surprised there's not some really obscure random one just to really throw it off. <laughs> I was gonna say John Farnham, but he's still, is he still in hospital with like throat surgery or something? Like Collie's had no clue what we're talking yep. about right now. He's like, <laughs> this is foreign language to me right now. Um, let's get into it. Are we ready for this, boys? We're we ready to to get into the music here. So I'm gonna start off. We're in the A's. Uh, now, some of these will go for like you know, sort of 20 to 30 seconds, but there are a couple that I may have extended for uh, selfish reasons and some that I've shortened because they're shit. But uh, let's start off with the great country of Albania and we are hearing here Jue by Albina and Familia Kelmendi. Let's check this out. I'm just sad that I cut it off just kind of as it gets down there because we could get uh, dancing there. So the song is completely in Albanian, if you didn't get from that clip. Uh, it won the National Selection Festivali i Kengez. Did you watch that one, Jared? I did catch the final night, yes. Okay, good. All right, you're on board with that one. Um, now, Albina is 25. She's a Kosovo Albanian singer. She was second on The Voice of Albania in 2014. Rob, should have won, let's be honest. We all, we all agree with that. Um this song's okay. 
I'll start with you, Alex. What do you think of Jue? And Colin, if you obviously didn't know, I generally butcher names on the show, just like <laughs> I do on Off the Podium. Oh, I'll be honest, out of out of all the ones this year, it's not the one that's like the most exciting one to start with. If this was <laughs> hypothetically host starting a semi-final, I'd be like, well, this is a, a mild start to the night. Um, I, I don't mind it. It doesn't have as much of a kind of oomph to it that I think some of the others do for me. I think it's a little bit kind of, as you said, you kind of cut it off before it gets good, but I feel like it never quite hits the mark of some of the other ones for me. It's yeah. not not dreadful, but uh, it's just, it's it, it's it's there. I was going to say, it's kind of one of those ones that when you're just putting on the Eurovision playlist and you kind of get to the, your bangers, the crap ones, and then you halfway through this, I'm like, oh, I'm listening to a song still. This is still happening. Um, I'll save you for last, Jared, because you're, you're the expert. Colin, I mean, Albania. I don't know how much you're into oh. Albanian music. I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, like this, for me, this song, it's one of the only ones I listened to three times. And it wasn't because I love this song. It was because... Every time I would look at this list, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was this song. This was that. this one. I'm like, oh, what was that one again? And I have to listen to it again because it just it doesn't stick in my mind in any way. Like there doesn't seem to be a really great hook to it. The one thing I like about this, though, is that it, you didn't play it in that clip. But like the opening and the closing of the song, there's like this, which is, mm. it reminds me of, you know, the song from The Mummy Returns Forever May Not Be Long Enough, mm-hmm. the end credit song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this song. I'm like, you wait no, for no, Brendan no, Fraser this... to pop out. <laughs> yeah, like, but this is the Albanian version, though. It doesn't really have anything outside of the opening and closing here. But I mean, it's just it's it's a, a perfect mid-range song. Perfect. Yeah, OK, I like that. Like that, Jared. Yeah, I feel like this is just typical Albania, right? Like last year they tried something different with something a bit more upbeat and now they're like, no, let's go back to like an ethnic ballad, which we send every single year. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, it's in that semifinal where I just don't know what's going to happen. So like to me, it's like, it stands out because it's different to everything else, but does it stand out in a good way or a bad way or or just not enough? I don't know. 14th in semifinal too. So it will be third last. So right at the end, and, and Colin, for reference, generally the, the later you go in a semi, you, you often get a better chance because you're more on the mind of people when they do go to vote. So it's often a good placing. Uh, 34th favourite, though, according to Eurovision World Odds. I don't know if that's one, Colin, you looked up. That's generally the one we base it off. So mm-hmm. uh, fourth last in the favourites here. Before I get predictions, just a quick thing on Albania. They were 21st uh, in 2021. That was the last time they made the finals. 55% final ratio Albania has so in 18 Eurovisions they've made 10 finals their best finish was fifth back in 2012 so uh not a storied history for Albania but uh they're there they're doing better than Monaco and Liechtenstein and Turkey and North Macedonia um all right gentlemen uh yes or no is Albania making making the finals for the first time in since 2021 let's start with you Jared uh, yes. Oh, all <laughs> right. Ding, ding, ding. Go, go Albania. Colin. Uh, no. No. Oh, poor, poor Albania. Alex. No. No. Yeah. Sorry. It's a no from me. It's a, it's a nil pois. Uh, Jared. Oh, he, this is why Jared's good though. He will yeah. surprise you. And all of a sudden <laughs> you'll be like, oh crap. All right. There we go. Uh, let's stick in semi-final two. And let's go to the great country of Armenia. Here is Brunette with their banger, Future Lover. Oh, 
those ones where I, I skip before the rap, I feel, uh, which I'm a, I'm a bit sad for. Um, I'll just a couple of things here. Brunette, her name is Ellen Yeramayan. She's 21. She's been singing since she was four. Good for her. And she's been writing music since she was 15. This song was internally selected by AMPTV and it's in both English and Armenian. Getting a bit of love out there too. It's going to be performing second in semi-final two. But it's about the 11th favourite right now. This is kind of around Voyager territory, which, okay. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I feel it's a bit overrated. I mean, it's it's just a bit bland. Jared, you're nodding your head there. I, I don't know why this is so popular. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever felt so, like, out of touch with the fandom on a song. But this, like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why it's so high up. I don't get why people love it. It's in, like, the death slot in, like, the semifinal. But everyone's like, it's really good, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I don't get the appeal. It feels mishmash. Like the the rap, I think, is kind of the best part of the song, but it doesn't like mesh with the rest of it. It's just it's odd to me. Now, now you understand how I felt about the UK last year. Just saying, just just don't get it. Don't get it. And just just a nice little side tangent. I don't know if I meant to mention this on air, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, after my interview with Brooke, and we were talking about Eurovision last year, she also said that the UK was overrated. But um, we won't we won't say that on air, shall we? Um, Alex, <laughs> are you a brunette fan? Uh, the singer, not the hair color. I mean, you can answer that too if you want. <laughs> I, I am um, uh, the brunette, not the not the fan. Um, I it's okay, it, it's okay. I don't mind it different. I see it kind of as like I don't know. Maybe the juries will like it. I I don't see it doing super well in a public vote. Just from it's a bit. It's a bit funny. And again, I'm kind of curious to see how it gets performed because I feel like if you can get a really good, I guess, when it really gets going in that second section, you can really get a good, but it's so soft in the first bit. Mm. I'm intrigued to see how they kind of build up and, and work that. So I don't mind it, but it's, again, it's not one I'm like super excited about. I wanted to pop out like the grills and some like knuckle dusters and like a gun for the rap. Like I just want to be full gangster Armenian, like come out there when she's all like Armenian rap star. I don't know if that's what they do in Armenia, but anyway, just is what I picture Armenian rap as. Colin, uh, what's your take on future, future lover? I also like that you're not just butchering the names, you're butchering the country's names of Armenia, uh, Armenia. Uh. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies, Ar- Armenia. This I'm, is I'm, why I'm, the only this is the only show I literally put a warning on before we, uh, <laughs> you know. So it's, I'm just like, I'm going to offend. I think I pissed all of Hungary off, didn't I? Like all those years ago with Boggy. Come on, bring back Boggy, yeah, by the way. <laughs> uh, like I, I actually don't mind this song, but I also I don't really follow what's favorites and everything like that. This song it kind of caught me off guard, and I think that's one of the things that maybe there's an appeal to because it does start very slow, and you think you have one song, and then it. It's not like it slowly builds. It just suddenly becomes a different song and then becomes a different song. So Welcome it does catch off guard. It, <laughs> it, it, it's it's unique. You know, you kind of remember it. Um, it's not something that I'm going to go out of my way to listen to. I do appreciate uh, being very specific with your stage name of Burnett. Um, <laughs> I would love to see the blonde or the redhead performers. It's a rival to Blondie. It's like a tribute yeah, to Blondie. Go. So you got Blondie and Brunette a world tour yeah. coming after she wins Eurovision for Armenia. Or what? What I meant? What Arme- I Armenia. Armenia. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But it's 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 an all right song. If I'm going to join everybody and say it's overrated based on everybody else's prediction and you know uh, the the love the song's getting, which I wasn't aware of then yeah, I would say this is not nearly one of the best songs in this competition, but uh, it, it 
it was pleasantly, surprisingly decent. New question for Colin only. I'm going to ask this for every single song. So you've got to answer this for both Albania and Armenia. Uh, would you rather listen to either of these songs or Die Another Day? Both of these over Die Another Day. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, you two are welcome to answer too, Alex. Jared, I don't know if you're, you're Die Another Day fans, James Bond universe or... Any- when you die, die, die another day. No, that's not how it goes. He's going. Yeah. Well. You've come like on that double on better. <laughs> yeah, can, we, can we loop that in every time Ben plays Die Another Day on Double Lost 7? Let's just have Alex's version. Die, die, die another day. Hey, what is that version? I like that, Alex. I don't know. I'm just making it up as I go here. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, so Armenia, is that right, Colin? Um, have yeah. finished fourth twice in Eurovision, 2008, 2014. Last made the final last year, they were 20th. In 14 Eurovision finals, they uh, Eurovision appearances have made the final 11 times. 78% strike rate for Armenia, so decent, decent odds for them. And I'm going to say it's a yes from me for Armenia. Unfortunately, uh, they will make it. I, if it was a personal preference, I wouldn't put them in there. But I think I, I find the se- second semi-final harder. Like I just, I think it's more difficult to predict. There's so many of these ones that are just on the cusp. So to me, it's a yes for Armenia. Jared. Uh, yeah. All right, Alex. Yes. Colin? Absolutely. It's a sweep. All right. Thank you, Armenia. There we go. All right. Are we ready? Are we ready? Yeah. And I'm saying this right now. This is the longest fucking clip because I'm <laughs> playing this for the longest. Let's get into this. It's Australia time. Voyager, his promise. I- We just keep going. I had to. I had to do it that long because we had to get. You the, lost your glasses. I did. <laughs> I was headbanging and screaming. <laughs> um. Oh my lord! This song is amazing. I'm gonna start with Colin because I don't know. He'll probably throw a chair because we'll talk about Australia too long. He'll probably go off and uh, complain about something like this. I mean, you obviously probably still question the existence of Australia in this competition. Most people do, but we're used to it now. It's getting close to ten years since we've been in it. I mean, just your take on this. I feel this is a song you would like. You know, I do like this song. Uh, I will say, though, as far as, like, how likely it is to advance or win, the first time I listen to the song, I'm like, well, that's okay. And then the second time I listen to the song, I'm like, well, actually, I kind of like that song. And then you just playing it there, I'm like, well, I like the song even more. 
So I think this is one of these songs that the more you listen to it, the more you enjoy it. But you're, most people who are watching this aren't going to have the luxury of hearing it over and over and over again. I mean, maybe if there's a lot of experts out there like you, you know, you guys, then they will. But uh, um, it's 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 a very good song. Um, it doesn't necessarily sound very Australian to me, but then again, I'm not as up on Australian music as uh, the three you probably are. It's probably not generally Australian music. I would probably say this. I mean, it's kind of like 80s glam rock mixed with a bit of screamo in the middle of it out of the way. I mean, Voyager have been around since 1999. Did we realize that they have been around for that long? I did not. <laughs> Very famous, apparently. <laughs> well, apparently. Uh, I think they were most famous from the band that got robbed of not going to Eurovision last year because they should have been competing last year until Sheldon came in and got the bloody gig. Um, Alex, I mean, what's your viewpoint on this? Because I, I don't think I've really heard any thoughts of you on, on Voyager's entry this year. So I enjoy it. And I was probably the same as Colin in that the first time I listened to it, I was a bit like, okay, all right then this is interesting. And the more you kind of, again, the more I think I got into it, the more I was like, okay, no, this is a bit more fun. I think for me, I was kind of waiting for almost like a, a hook from like dreamer last year. I was like, and I always just had dreamer in my head so much last year. I think I was waiting for something like that to kind of hit. Um, but the more you listen to it, I think the more it kind of is effective. Um, I, I do agree with Colin and they're like, I don't know how well it'll perform one time, but I am so excited to see ascending like something so different to what we've sent previously rather yeah. than this kind of like pop ballad or something like that to send like a whole rock kind of group, I, I think is such a cool, cool, different thing. I, I never know how they kind of go at Eurovision. I feel like kind of rock groups at Eurovision are kind of middle of the road a lot of the time, unless you're Maniskin. Um, <laughs> so it's, oh, Lordy, um, come on. Go, yep. Fair enough. Going back. Um, so it's, um, like that's the one thing I think that worried me that I was like, I don't know how well it's going to translate on like a, a Eurovision stage, but I'm excited that they're there and I'm excited that they're our representative. It's very different to what was sent before, which is it's great to see, but I think they're getting a lot of traction in their preview performances across Europe. It seems their 13th favorite currently at the moment, they will perform last in semifinal two, which is a dream spot to get really. And given that traditionally we don't get many good votes from the public we generally rely on the jury to go far in eurovision that was a bit scary knowing that there will be no jury votes in the semi-finals so hopefully being last will help us jared uh, mr expert here i mean come on voyager promise it's so good and they like so deserve to be there like after getting like robbed last year in australia decides um with like the jury screwing all that up uh, Televote favorite there, I think, like you say, it's like the dream spot closing out the semifinal. They are, if anything, their songs are better live than they are in like the studio version. So I don't think they have any problems like tearing up the stage. It's this song, I think it's made to be performed. It has all those moments in it, like the screamo moment, the guitar solo, the guitar solo, like it's all in there to be like a performance on stage. So I think this is, yeah a great move because we do always struggle with the televote. Like this could be the first year that if we make it to the final, we do better in the televote than the jury vote. Yeah, absolutely. Lead singer, uh, Danny Estrin, he's 41. Good for him to be our oldest singer. I think we would have ever sent to, uh, in terms of front singer. Uh, I mean, Guy Sebastian's not that old. <laughs> How old's Dami Im? I don't, I'm not meant to ask. Half the people we send are kids all the time anyway. So. She's 34. Oh, there you weirdly go. Enough. 
I weirdly enough started Wikipedia in that as soon as you mentioned the age because I was genuinely curious. I, I legitimately thought you just were just such a dummy and fang boy that you were like, oh, she's 34, man. She was born on this day. This is what she eats for breakfast. Um, yeah, just just really good timing for once. Um, of course, Australia's best finish, second, 2006, by the 30, how old she would have been back then, uh, 27-year-old dummy in, robbed of Eurovision winning in uh, 2016. Been in Eurovision seven times. Made the finals six times. What about that year we didn't make it? 85% chance of making the finals. Last made the final last year. Somehow Sheldon got 15th. Don't ask me how. Um, and as I said, 13th favourite. Uh, it's a it's a yes. If, if you say no, if all of you say no to this making the finals, you're off this show. Get the fuck off. I don't want to hear it. It's a yes all around the board. Come on. Jared, yes. Yeah, it's, it's performing last. It's going through. Alex? Yep. We have never had anything like this before. Yes. <laughs> wow. Is that what you mean? Oh, at the end. Colin. Uh, I'll go with yes. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> You're not making your mind up already? Uh, going there? Um, and I just, we're, on a, we're on a roll here because we've got another absolute banger, one of my favorites here. Let's go across to Austria, uh, Taya and Selena with Who the Hell is Edgar? It was so difficult to find a clip of that song because it just the whole song is brilliant. I just I could not just select a tiny little clip for that. Um, entirely in English, internally selected by Orf. I'm guessing that's O R F. Uh, Teodora Spiric is 23. She nearly represented Serbia in 2020. She was uh, on the the national finals for that, but didn't quite make it. And then you got Selena Mariara Edbauer. She's 25. Uh, and she has competed on Austria's The Voice uh, before. Uh, so kind of a duo that have formed together. This thing. I fucking love this song. This is absolutely incredible. Any song that talks about Edgar Allan Poe and Shakespeare. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love this? Uh, let's start with you, Alex. What are you thinking of who the hell is Edgar? Oh, this is fantastic. It was, I was a bit like, what on earth? When you just see the title name, you just call that. You're like, what on earth is this going to be? <laughs> like, what on earth am I about to listen to? And And it was a lot of fun. It was... Great. It does amuse me that I'm like, this was internally selected. But I was like, mm, yeah, I think this is the thing we need to send. Like normally a bonkers act like this, like has to win like his way through like a televote and everyone's like, yep. So the fact that they're like, yep, we trust you guys. Like come up with something good here. I, I, I think it's terrific. Like we know Austria last year, I thought had a great song that just did not make the final. So disappointed that Halo didn't get love last year. So uh, I'm very excited by this. I think it's, I think it's a really fun one. I, I, I'm still so dirty about that. That was such a good song. Like I just I don't get it. It's like if it's not Conchita, let's uh like you know not go go the the dance route with that one there as well. I, I wonder how big Edgar Allan Poe is in Austria. I don't like it was you know just huge ma- huge Austria's number one. I mean they've never produced anyone famous Austria. Not anyone's changed history at all, have they? Um, Colin, uh, if we were doing a regular recording on a Monday, we'd probably be talking about a different Edgar. Duh. Um, so, uh, do you prefer that Edgar or this Edgar? I mean, personally, I prefer the other Edgar, but, um, the one thing I'll say about the song is it starts and I'm just like, oh, please. I don't want to listen through this. This is, uh, this is annoying. The freaking, the, the, your beloved go-go's it's a bit girl poppy, you know, 
no, I don't think it's anything like the Go Go's. But uh, I don't but, know. But, like, I didn't you, know Belinda Carlisle was in the Go Go's <laughs> until all that two months ago. So don't question yeah. me. <laughs> but but like the song keeps going, and like I can't I can't uh, ignore the fact that by the time you're even two thirds of the way through the song, it is stuck in your head, yep. and you can't get rid of it. And yep. so even though it's not something that I would necessarily go to my way to listen to. Uh, and even though it does kind of start and it's just bizarre, by the time the song's over, I mean, three hours later, you probably still have it running through your head. So I think that it's it's going to make an impact. It's going to be remembered. Uh, and it sticks out, I think, one of the handful of songs in here that sticks out more than the rest of the competition because it is just so different. And it's good position, 13th in semifinal two. So towards, towards the end, they're ninth favorite at the moment as well. So they're tracking in the top 10. Austria. Uh, Jared, who the hell is Edgar? This is amazing. I love everything about it. I love the fact that like they lit, like I feel like they purposely leaked the demo, just the chorus and everybody was like, surely like this is not like a real thing. Like this is fake, right? <laughs> like somebody is faking that, that this is Austria's song and then it comes out and it was exactly that. It's so good. It's so memorable. Um, I just hope like they have good staging because this like lends itself to, like you could do whatever you want on stage, like make it as like crazy as possible and it'll translate into votes. So, um, yeah, so good. Such a good move for Austria. I'm saying this right now. This is the subwoofer. Wolf is a banana of 2022, right? Like do you, are they going to show up with masks of wolves and giant letters on the screen? Um, speaking of robbed in 2022, let's go there. Uh, Austria have won it. Twice, 1966, and of course, Conchita. Nearly 10 years ago, Conchita. That's a bit weird, isn't it? 10 years ago, that's crazy. Um, in 54 Eurovision appearances, they've made the finals 47 times, an 87% strike rate there. Last in the final, though, 2018, where they were third. So they have not been in the final in five years, Austria, believe it or not. So, uh, But they're, they're breaking it. They're in the final. That's a yes from me. Jared? Yep. Alex? Yep. Colin? Definitely. All across the board there. Welcome back to the finals, Austria. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you in there. Let's go. We're still in semifinals. All these uh, um, alphabetical orders essentially still taking us into semifinals. All the A's uh, apparently there. Although that's not correct because Azerbaijan is next. And I've written it wrong on my card because we're in semifinal two, Ben. Uh, good job. My research has done really, really well. Here is Tural Turan X. Got to add the X on there for added effect with Tell Me More. Tell me more about me, you are. Tell me you love me, baby, more than I try. And I just want to know, how do you feel about us right now? Yeah, I hope you're still awake after that. Uh, it's in English if you uh, didn't realise. It was internally selected by Iktamar Television. It's a twin. They're twins. Tural and Turan Bernerov. They're both 23. I, for some reason, the one fact I wrote down is they had two other brothers who died in a car accident. <laughs> great, great facts there, Ben. Um, this song's boring. I, um, I don't know what else to say. Jared, Azerbaijan. Yeah, it's not what you expect. For them to bring, and not in a good way. Um, yeah, slow, bland, singer-songwriter, but not good singer-songwriter. Um, 
Yeah, the most interesting thing is that they're twins, and that's it. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing is uh, Colin, you and I making Azerbaijan a thing on Double uh, yes. Seven. Um, your thoughts on Azerbaijan, Colin? This is battling it out for the worst song. Uh, the whole competition for me. <laughs> this like, will die another day. Awful. Maybe Sylvia's. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. come on. <laughs> It's just, you know, it's funny because when I originally listened to this, I thought like this just sounds like so early 90s, but not in a good way. But then listening to it again now, I'm like, this almost sounds like very cheesy late 70s. Like it just doesn't seem (laughs) time appropriate. It's dull. They don't really have incredible voices. They're just very average, bland. It is is bland, 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 and very forgettable. Which, I mean, Azerbaijan's history in this contest, controversial win. Uh, what was that 12 years ago now? <laughs> Jared's still not over it. <laughs> the best thing about Azerbaijan was that Laureen won a year later. So that's all that matters. Uh, Alex, Azerbaijan. I feel bad for the kids. As you said, they lost two older brothers. I didn't and they wrote, mean for that to be and, like. they, and, and, and they wrote this song after their death of their father as well. I'm like, this is a terrible like combination of sad things. Don't go um, to Eurovision and think about go sad uh, vision, Azerbaijan. Come on. But like, uh, yeah, it's... It's not exciting. It doesn't have a lot going for it. I think it's kind of, I don't think I hate it as much as some of the others. Like it has got a little bit of a cool chill vibe, but I don't think cool chill vibe gets you anywhere at Eurovision. At no point does it get you anywhere near, especially when, yeah, if you don't have good vocals going for you, it's really not going to help your cool chill vibe. Yeah. I mean, sad that they've had such family tragedies, but like, come on. Um, Good record though, Azerbaijan in Eurovision. 14 times they've competed, made the finals 13 times. 92% strike rate of making it. The only time they never made it was 2018. Uh, won it, of course, 2011. Don't tell Jared that. Um, last year they were 16th. They're going 12th in semifinal one. 33rd favourite, according to Eurovision World. And I'm saying right now that they are not making the finals. Sorry, Azerbaijan. This will be your second time missing out. Colin? If this makes it, I'm out next year. Don't <laughs> bother bringing me back. Alex? No. Nah. Jared? No. I, oh. I think like it's between this and one other song for like last place. Oh, poor Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan! All right, let's go to a, a bit of a journeyman in Eurovision terms. Belgium. We're going to Gustav, not Gustav Graves, but Gustav and Because of You. We're at the night of the Roxbury. We're in uh, the the mid to late nineties dance music. It's great. Uh, Gustav, as he's uh, known uh, as, his name is Steph Kaez. Uh He won Eurosong twenty twenty three. Did you watch Eurosong, Jared? Yeah, they shouldn't have won. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> controversial. He was a backing vocalist for Belgium in twenty eighteen and twenty twenty one. Back with Hoover Phonic there, and forty two years of age. A real journeyman here. Gustav, uh, proudly gay uh, and looks like he's loving life. I I actually like this song. I didn't watch Eurosong 2023. I'm sorry, Jared, but like, I, I, like 28th favourite, it's sort of near the bottom, fifth in semi-final two. Like, I don't know. There's just something about this, which is just like, okay, I, I kind of, it, it's, it's that 90s dance music that I enjoy. But I'm guessing, Jared, did we miss out on a banger from Belgium? 
We missed out on like a French banger. We missed out on like a Billie Eilish ripoff. Like there were options, options, many other options. What what do you think of this song though? Just not a fan? I don't particularly like it, but I think that he is likable and I think his stage presence is good. And like, it wouldn't surprise me if this has like a great staging to like pull it up. And I think people like it just, this is the type of song that I feel like people pick up the phone to vote for. Like it makes people happy. Yeah. I, I see that. Alex? Yeah, I got very much like Ministry of Sound vibes from this kind of, <laughs> it was very much the feeling I got with it. And again, it doesn't like, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, it doesn't stand out too much at any one point where you're going to like go crazy for it, but it's got enough that you kind of got a catchy thing to it. And as Jared said, he seems like a really kind of likable person you want to do well. And I think with the, like with the lack of jury, I think in the, in the um, semis, I think that should work in his favor as well. Yeah, so we said fifth in semi-final too, so a bit earlier, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Colin, night at the Roxbury. This is almost like you know searching for the golden eye in a way, isn't it? Yeah, like you definitely picture a different time period listening to this song. Uh, I'm very curious to see this live now, though, based on what the rest of you are saying, because just listening to this, like this is just it's so standard. It, it, it sounds like a million other songs that you've heard a million times before over the last thirty years. Um, the vocals kind of get buried by the instrumental part, which is sort of the point of the whole genre. But uh, with the right personality, I mean, th- this could be something that really works as like a live performance. Um, just listening to it, though, I mean, I'm not wowed in any way. I, I just feel that Belgium just got dance music. So, um, you know, it's better late than never, I guess. Uh, they won Eurovision in 1986. They still live in the glory days of 1986 to Belgium. Been in 63 Eurovisions, 53 finals, 84%. Last in the final last year, they were 19th. As I said, 28th favourite. Um, I'm going to say yes. I think they will just sneak in. I'm doing a few big calls, I feel. And I don't know if this is a big call, but um, Jared, is it a big call? What are you thinking about good old Gustav? I think it's like it's it's a fence-worthy song. Um, but I think based on like the televoted appeal it got at the national final, I think it's going through. Oh, there we go. Colin. Uh, see, see, I'm basing mine all just on hearing this song and how much it actually, you know, <laughs> sticks with me and I'm going to go with no. All right, Alex. Uh, I'm going with yes. Oh, okay. All right. Colin, just to be aware, you know, there's only 10 from each semi, right? I hope you just got to... Like, I'm you, counting. I'm just, just <laughs> if you're making this up, as you go along. <laughs> Every country is making... You can't put everybody through, Colin. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. All right, let's now uh, go back to semi-final one. Let's go to Croatia. And we're going to have Let 3 with Mama C. Mama SC. Let's have a listen to this. Mama kupila traktora Mama kupila traktora Trajna nina Armagedonona Mama kupila traktora Mama kupila traktora Mama kupila traktora Trajna nina Armagedonona Now, it's in Croatian. I don't know if any of you speak Croatian. Um... One Dora the Explorer. Oh, sorry, Dora 2020. Did you watch Dora 2023, Jared? I did catch the final. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you <laughs> on board with Dora. Who isn't on board? They were formed in 1987. This band is as old as me. 
Um, and I love the description on Wikipedia. Often known for their vulgar and provocative lyrics, apparently in the year 2000, they had a four-meter-tall statue called Babin Kurak, which translates to Grandma's Penis, which depicts a woman with a horseshoe moustache, moustache, twin-twin, and a one-meter-long phallus. Uh, and was delivered across Croatia, apparently. So there you go. Um, I don't know what to think about this song. Colin, let's get Colin's thoughts about Croatia straight away. I mean, I don't I don't love it, but um, <laughs> I think there's something very amusing about the fact that as I was listening to this song, I looked up the band and I'm like, oh, it's a bunch of old Croatian guys. I'm like, because if you <laughs> asked me, what does this sound like? I would say it sounds like a bunch of old Croatian guys. So... <laughs> They're they're hitting the mark. Um, I I think that they sound like they have some personality. <laughs> they sound like they probably would have some. They've been around that long. They're gonna have a stage presence. So uh, I have a feeling that this is something that could be fun to watch. Maybe not necessarily fun to listen to. I just everybody go and look at their Wikipedia page because their main photo is incredible. Um, they're they're in dresses. They're in like military hats. They're in boots. There's a flag. There's a bald guy with a word written on his head, which I don't even know what it is, in a trench coat. I mean, that alone right there sells you on them. Uh, Alex, let three. Yeah, I, I had no idea what I was listening to when I was going through this. It was it was a real journey. Um, uh, by the end, I was like, you know what? I'm all in on this. Like, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, but it, it was a lot to get through. Even like the Wikipedia page for this song in particular, like talking about like it's anti-war and it's like this noise for like, it could be a noise for someone's orgasm or it could be a thing for meditating. <laughs> and like they're talking about Putin and Lukashenko as tractors and uh, psychopaths. So I'm like, what on earth is going on? Like, I don't uh, even know. <laughs> you've got, it's, it's enough for me to be like, yep, I, I want to see what they, I really want to see what they do. I, I, ju- I really want to see the performance. I like that kind of bit where they go like, shit. Like in the song, it's like, like it's like they're doing a zip up or something like that. Um, I believe that's the uh, orgasm, yeah. <laughs> uh, blood type or meditating noise. That is actually how Croatians orgasm. Um, so that, 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 <laughs> that's a bad fact. I don't have the sound on this board. Uh, Jared. I was so on the fence about like a Televote only semi-final, but if we get more songs like this, I am so for it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Their costumes are ridiculous. The fact that like it's so thinly veiled, like point like making fun of like Putin uh is great. This this stage show, like you just wait, it's so good. Um the national final is amazing. The this they'll make it even better somehow. There's like pyrotechnics there'll be like fake missiles on stage it's going to be like the best thing and i think like this is what like the televote only semi-final is made for i like that i like that thinking is this just secretly russia's entry so that they every time they set up a bomb and like bomb ukraine from london into or from liverpool instead keep getting my uk cities mixed up apparently um best finish of fourth croatia in 1996 and 1999 last made the final in 2017 13th that year. 27 Eurovisions made the eight finals 18 times, 66% strike rate. As I said, 7th and semi-final one. They're the 16th favourite according to Eurovisionworld.com. Let's start with you, Colin. Are Croatia making the final? Yeah, I think once they can show their personalities, I think that this one's uh, this one's going to get a lot of votes. Alex? Yes, but it may cause Russia to invade Croatia if we're not careful. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's new year, new, new country to invade. Uh, Jared? 
Yeah. Any other year, no, but this year, yes. It's interesting. Getting a lot of uh, agreeances across the board here. So there you go. Let's go to Australia's second entry right now, shall we? Cyprus. They've gotten rid of Fuego because they're bringing in an Aussie. Uh, Andrew Lambrow, uh, Lambrew, uh, break a broken heart. Now, um, basically, I think he was meant to be on the jury for Australia this year because he also competed in Eurovision Decides, but he was unavailable because he's representing Cyprus. Um, born in Sydney, 24 years old. Internal selection by CyBC, uh, CYBC. Apparently was in the X Factor in 2015. Only cracked the top 20, so didn't even like make it to the, the solo performances and was seventh in Eurovision Decides last year. I mean... Great, another Aussie. We've had this a few times before. Uh, was it Norway a couple of years ago? Wasn't it or Denmark? We had another Aussie. An- Anya Nissen. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, this it's it's fine. This sounds like an entry Australia would send. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, Alex, let's. What's your take on Andrew here? Australia too. Well, firstly, I think it's a from my point of view, at least. I think it's a major improvement on his song that was in Australia decides last year. I think it seems like a. <laughs> A much better option. Um, this screams to me like kind of favorable jury entry you see in a final. Like I feel like it's got enough going for it where it's a it's a good song. I don't know how well it resonates with kind of a public vote, but I think it resonates well with a jury vote. I think and it's got just enough to kind of stand out, I think, from a few of the other ones. Don't think it's incredible, but I think it's got enough going for it where like I heard the start of this and I'm like, ah, oh, yep, I know which song this is straight away. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, Jared? Yeah, to me, it's good. It's middle of the road. It's one of the better ballads this year. Um, I mean, Cyprus can always rely on 12 points from Greece and they're in the same semi, so that's helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll tell you, with this song, it took me so long to understand. He was saying, you pick me up and then leave me in the gutter instead of, I swear he says, you leave me in the garden. And I was like, why is, <laughs> why is he getting left in the garden? Like, what is this song? <laughs> And then finally, I looked at lyrics. I'm like, "Oh God, that makes so much more sense." <laughs> <laughs> He's a, uh, it's you know, had a hard day in Australia, and you just put him in the garden. It's, I don't know about you. It's his a- landscaping job, and chuck him to the side. <laughs> Jim's mowing. <laughs> he says the songs about him working with Jim's mowing. You pick me up and put me in the garden. You mow the leaves and rake up the clipping. <laughs> uh, Colin, were you aware that this guy was Australian? Did you do your research? Uh, no, um, but uh, it sounds very Australian to me. <laughs> I always mix it up when you guys say gutter and garden. Uh, same thing. I, I, I don't know. Like, I actually don't mind this song, but like, it's very predictable just in the sense that it feels like it is, it is strategically playing to the masses. It sounds very much like everything you hear on the radio. And it's probably designed that way. Like this, this is like, a board came together and said, how do we actually design a song for Eurovision? There doesn't seem to be a lot of individuality to it. Chat AI um, but, or that, that chat, you know. Yeah, exactly. This is this is the first of many AI compositions here. Uh, but I, I, I think that it, it works enough that, uh, you know, the masses who listen to this same song uh, by 16 other artists every single day will probably buy into it. 
Uh, six in semi-final two it will go. It's the 22nd favourite according to Eurovision World. Cyprus were second in uh, 2018. Uh, do we remember that song? Uh, I don't think they ever repeated that again, did they? Ever uh, did Cyprus. Um, 38 times in Eurovision, 31 finals, 81%. Last in the final in 2021 where they were 16th place. Um, Colin, I'll start with you. Yes or no? Yeah. I think it'll go yeah. through. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think you've said yes for everyone, haven't you? Um, Alex. No, I think I... <laughs> I know you haven't. I'm being silly. I've got two no's so far. I'm being silly, <laughs> Colin. I'm being a silly Billy. Alex. Yes. Okay. Jared. Yeah. Yeah, I've said yes as well. Jesus, stop agreeing, everyone. Um, I, I don't like disagreeing. All right, let's go Czechia, Czech Republic. What's the uh, politically correct term in 2023? Uh, here's Vesna and my sister's crown. Ends abruptly there. Didn't mean it that way. Our 13th. No, missed the rap. <laughs> I know. 13th in semi final one, this is going. Uh, 12th favorite currently right now. So they're in, this song is in English, Ukrainian, Czech, and Bulgarian. Because when I think of the Czech Republic, I think of Bulgarian and Ukrainian language as well. They won ESCZ 2023. You watch that one, Jared? Yeah, good final. Good, right. Good to know. Uh, they are known as a folk band, six members of them. And they stand for femininity and Slavic sisterhood. More bands need to celebrate Slavic sisterhood. That's what I want to say right now. I like this song. I think this is catchy. It's unique. I mean, four different fucking languages. There's rapping in it. Slavic sisterhood. What's not to like about this one, Jared? Nothing. It's great. There's there's nothing to like critique here. I like the combination of languages as well. Um, I think the harmonies are good. I think it's interesting and will stand out. I yeah. No, no, no. It's they. Czech Republic made the right choice in their national final. Check, check, check it. What, what is there a te- like? What are we? Where are we? I don't know. I, I just say Czech Republic. Yeah, as long as you say Czechoslovakia, that that's wrong, uh, isn't it, Alex? Not Czechoslovakia. Screw Czechoslovakia. Separate them. Exactly. No. Um, this is good. When you when you say Slavic sisterhood, I simply think of Poland's entry from around 10, 11 years ago. We are Slavic. Some <laughs> butter churning. Lots oh. of butter churning. Look that's that one up, Slavic. Colin. That's a Slavic <laughs> sisterhood right there. Um, Colin might see his first pair of boobs. <laughs> um, no, I enjoy this. I think it's good. It It's distinctive. As I said, uh, the four languages is is pretty cool. It's a bit wild, but I enjoy that. Um, yeah, not, not a lot of complaints about this one. I think it's an enjoyable one we should hopefully see in the final. I mean, I guess there are six members, right? So, I mean, four language each. Share, a couple of them share it. So, that, that kind of works. Colin, do you know much about Slavic sisterhoods? I know all about it. I'm the president of the Slavic Sisterhood. The Divine Fan Sisters Club, of the um, Yeah Yeah Slavic Sisterhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I kind of agree with everybody. Like this, this is the opposite of the last song. Like this is something that's not predictable. You don't really hear a lot of stuff like that. Maybe if you're in the Czech Republic, uh, you hear a lot of this. <laughs> uh, it, it it definitely stands out. It's very unique. Uh, my my only question though is this what qualifies as folk music now? Like this. Am I Czech that Republic, out of touch? Sure. <laughs> this is folky. I, I I would think this is the furthest thing from folk music. I, I look. Uh, my knowledge of Czech folk music is not that high, Colin. I'll do some research <laughs> ahead of the semi-final recap in a couple of days for you. Um, 
I guess in Prague, they love this type of folk music. Um, they finished best finish of six Czech Republic in 2018, 10 Eurovisions, only four finals. So not a great strike rate for the Czechs, 40%. Last in the finals in 2022, so last year, 22nd. Uh, they're the 12th favorite. So uh, around Voyager territory there. So kind of hanging on there. Uh, it's a yes from me. I'm, I'm putting them through. Jared? Yep. Colin? Yep. Alex? Four yeses. Oh, geez. I don't like this. This is this is too happy. Start hating on each other. Come on. This is not good. Uh, let's go to Denmark. He's Riley and Breaking My Heart. History from Riley. He is the first ever person born on the Faroe Islands competing in Eurovision. There's some history for you. How many famous people from the Faroe Islands can you name, Jared? Uh, just Riley. That's <laughs> just Riley. He is the king. <laughs> I really thought you were going to stop when you're like, he's the first person in history to be born on the Faroe Islands. <laughs> just ever, ever. <laughs> Immaculate conception on the Faroe Islands. No one has sex on the Faroe Islands. <laughs> uh, they, they don't know what that means. Um, he won the Dansk Melody Grand Prix 2023. You watched that one, Jared? Mm-hmm. Of course you did. That's that's one of the top three of the, the song contest, isn't it? Uh, his real name is Rani Peterson. He's 25. He was nearly disqualified, though, uh, because apparently... They found out that he had performed this song at a festival in Korea last year, which is against Eurovision rules. Uh, but they apparently allowed him to compete there. Was there was there much talk of that on the Dansk Melody Grand Prix, Jared? Not really. I feel like that was just like a people liked another song. The other song was bad. This song was better. <laughs> Simple. Um, gotta say, is this not? Late to me, early twenty, late two thousands, early twenty tens. Backstreet Boys, like I, I feel like this is kind of the the slow development of the Backstreet Boys uh, sound. Uh, it's it's fine, catchy, but it's just kind of like one of these standard. It's a Eurovision song. Oh yeah, you might listen to this in five years' time and go, oh, was that what country was that from? Um, yeah, Alex, thoughts on uh on Faroe Islands, Riley. You basically took my first note, which was One Direction album track. Yeah. Um, not not track, a single. Track just, seven. Just, yeah, track seven, track eight. Just a middle of the road album track that you kind of like, you'll sing along to a little bit because like it's a little bit catchy, but it, it's not big enough where it's actually going to kind of, you know, be one of your main hit singles that people are going to know you for. Um, I enjoy it, but yeah, it's it's very poppy that I, yeah, pretty much what I said. It's a, It's an album track for a boy band. In the battle of the Scandinavian nations in 2023, Denmark might not be um, heading far with that one. Jared, I think you look like you're agreeing with that. Yeah. See, it's catchy when I listen to it, but then as soon as it's over and I listen to another song, like it's gone. Yep. And I don't know, like, I suppose they didn't have like many other choices to open semifinal to, but to me, like this is an odd choice to open the semi. I feel like there was better. Like, I mean, the first half is pretty slow, but I feel like there were better options. Them yeah. to put there. First in semi-final two. You're right. Absolutely. I didn't mention that. Colin, um, are you a One Direction tr- album track <laughs> seven fan? <laughs> See, I, I I don't know enough about One Direction, so I didn't make the connection there. Oh, sorry, but, let's, uh, let's, let's take it back to Colin's I, I think, everybody. New kids on the block. 
that I I don't know enough new kids on the block to even tell you if this is boy blue band bloods. Donnie Wahlberg, come on, I, I, <laughs> blue bloods. I know blue bloods, of course, because Ben talks Realisties? about it on every episode. <laughs> I I might surprise you. I actually didn't mind this song. Um, now I I think Jared said something that that actually makes a lot of sense though is that you listen to it and you're like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, and then it's over and you're like, okay, what song was that? Because every time I've listened to this, I'm like, oh yeah, this is another one of these where it's like, oh yeah, this one, yeah, I kind of like this. But you don't necessarily remember it. I think that is the most important uh, uh, point that's been made here on this one. Yeah. Um, but I, I was kind of surprised though, looking at the odds to see how low down this is because. I would have thought, you know, this is a very marketable song and it's it's catchy enough that a lot of people would be into it. But whatever this controversy is, apparently it's got a hold on people. <laughs> they're, just, they're angry in Denmark. <laughs> Take the streets of Copenhagen. Burn him. Burn that Faroe Island scum. <laughs> Cheater. Um, just quick fact. 54,000 people live in the Faroe Islands. So there you go. But only one so was he wasn't. There. Yeah, <laughs> no, they all moved there. They don't have sex there. They're just like shit. That's where they. That's like that's Denmark's Australia. That's where they send the convicts. Like bugger <laughs> off to the Faroe Islands. <laughs> Go build some churches. Um, Denmark have won Eurovision three times: nineteen sixty three, two thousand, and two thousand and thirteen. In fifty Eurovisions, they've made the finals forty four times, eighty eight percent. Good turnaround there. But they haven't made the finals since twenty nineteen, where they were twelfth, thirtieth uh, favorite, and first and semi final two. I am saying yes only on the fact that I just struggle with semi-final two. There's just like not much. And I, like I feel this is maybe my my. I, I'm not confident because it's first in the semi-final, right? So like I mean, it's gonna be forgotten about. But again, what else is there from semi-final two? So I'm just putting it through based on a process of elimination of what else would make it because there's some other rubbish in this to go. Uh, let's start with you, Colin. Uh. Yeah, and I'll agree with you. I think that it, it, it it's one that could probably just sneak in there. I mean, going first, see, that's obviously you think a disadvantage. But if you come out first and you got a little bit of a snappy song, it's gonna stick with people a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Alex, what do you think? Fun fact: Faroe Islands are ranked 125th in the world for football, hey. above Lat above Latvia and Lithuania. Wow, um, a few years ago they would have been ranked above Canada, but we can't say that anymore. <laughs> um. I think this gets through. Oh, I think it's Jesus. Stop being so agreeing. Jared, come on. Disagree with us. I, this was one of my fence ones, and I have disagreed. I say no, but it wouldn't surprise me if I made it through, but I've said no. I'm saying Jared's going to be right because Jared's always right about these sort of things. Um, now, uh, obviously, I said we're doing this in alphabetical order, but again, I'm a fan of the Olympics, so I like to use the Olympic code. So technically, the letter S doesn't come after the letter D, but when it comes to the rankings of the alphabetical nature of it spain is espanol uh so we're into our first of our uh, automatic qualifiers for the final one of the first of the big five colin the big five of those countries that have more money and bribe their way into the final every single year uh blanca paloma and yeah yeah just listen to the song didn't work it out it's in spanish 
by the way. Uh, it won Benedon Fest 2020. You watched that one, Jared? Mm-hmm. Yep, Benedon was good. <laughs> good good to see that. Uh, she's 33. She's a singer, set designer, and costume designer. So there she goes. She was fifth in Benedon last year, uh, but missed out. So she's in this year, um, and she's getting some good traction. She's fifth favourite right now in Spain. Have a very long drought. I think of the big five, they've got the longest drought. 1969, huh? 69 was the last time that they won. So it's been a bloody long time. But I'm saying this right now. This is the UK. This is so overrated. This is boring. Into the like, what? What is this song? It just, I don't know. It sounds like I should be doing some sort of ritual or something. I haven't seen the staging. I don't know what it is. Bring back slow mo. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Jared, I feel you're gonna disagree with this. I feel you're gonna like this one. Yeah, this is. I, I I can agree that it's not the most like listenable track, but this is so like quintessentially Spanish. This this it's it's to be performed. Like the staging for this is is amazing. Um, I think it's really jury friendly. Televote, I don't know, but I appreciate that. Like you know where this is from as soon as it starts. So, okay, like that's Spain, uh, and I appreciate that Spain is like wanting to win. Like we've we've come a long way from Do It For Your Lover. <laughs> um, they're wanting to win again. Like. <laughs> After last year, like, I feel like they feel robbed after last year. They are, like, coming back and they want to, like, take this out. <laughs> Colin, I guarantee I would send you Do It For Your Lover and you would rather, like, go to a live concert and watch Madonna sing an acoustic ballad. Of Diana, he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how bad that song is. Oh, my God. I just want to shoot myself hearing those words, Do It For My Lover. Um, Alex, where do you sit with Blanca? I was going to say, I still play Do It For Your Love nearly every oh. year when I, do, when I do my Eurovision like night at my dance studio because it works really well. Oh, is that, is that, is that when you're still, feeling sick and you need to regurgitate? You're like, it's it's still awful, but it's it's it, it's got a beat for it. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like eh, uh, eh, uh, with this one. Um, sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, uh, <laughs> you're on fire tonight. You need to be a more uh, episode. You're actually funny. You'd bring comedy to our other show. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've got a whole year to prepare. It's okay. Um, <laughs> True. No, one, um, one a year. Yeah, that's it. Got a long build no, up. Um, I don't mind it, but I, I think I wrote in my notes, similarly to what Jared actually said is I went like, this sounds interesting. I want to see what a performance is like. I think that's the big thing is like the song itself. I was like, yeah, meh. But like, I think you can just see that there's a bit about it. And if you can, I haven't, I'm not someone who goes and watches the performances of like the national finals things beforehand, but I'm really excited to kind of see what they do because I think that will really kind of bring it to life. Yeah, what losers watch all those finals? <sighs> Jesus, we've all got lives. Who would do that? Uh, Colin. Uh, I mean, I'll agree with you, Ben. Uh, I, oh, I, I love don't get, it when like, you this say just, that. <laughs> this, this just feels like you automatically qualified, so put through the laziest effort. Like, And there's a couple of songs that are the ones that have already made the finals where I'm like, wow, they're phoning it in. Uh, I, I agree with Jared. I mean, you, you know what country it comes from when you hear it and, you know, maybe that's what they're going for, but I, I'm just not into it. There's it's a bit of a trend that we've seen in the last decade or so that these kind the big five kind of often do generally phone in. Italy are generally always the ones that like we, and they finally did obviously the other year with Maniskin. Germany randomly won it like a decade ago, controversially maybe, UK sort of. and But like it's, it's sort of France and Spain, isn't it? They kind of just are always 
there and thereabouts, and they're two of the favourites this year. So, uh, you know, maybe they're finally... It's no moustache by a twin twin when we get to France, but, uh, you know, at least it's like, do it for your lover. Uh, yeah, Spain have won it twice, 1968-1969, so it's been a very long time. Fun fact, they've uh, been in 61 Eurovisions and made 61 finals, 100% strike rate for Spain, so they're doing all right for themselves. Made the final last year where they were third, slow-mo. Remember slow-mo? Should have been second over fucktard from the UK. Uh <laughs> Fifth favourite, as I said. Oh, I think this might make the final. Oh, oh we're so funny. That's, that's, that's not as good as Alex's joke, so let's be honest. Uh, let's go to the great nation of Estonia and let's listen to Alika and Bridges. There is always time to get back on track. Tearing down the wall slowly every step. Now I see myself building up a world Yep, it's definitely a Eurovision song. Uh, it's in English. There you go. Uh, it won Esti Lol 2023. Did you watch Esti Lol, Jared? Oh, he did. Of course he did. Oh, gee, you're on the ball. I love. That's why you're on this show. Uh, Alika Malova, she's 22. And the fun fact I have about Alika is her sister is a pro dancer who was on the Turkish version and Irish version of Dancing with the Stars. I wonder if she was with Brooke on uh, Irish Dancing with the Stars. Um, it's fine. It sounds very Eurovision-y. Alex, um, thoughts on Estonia? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the more boring ballads, I'll be honest. It's it's not a lot that's really got me that excited. It, singing about bridges, I don't think is that exciting. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't love bridges in Estonia. That's their favourite thing. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It just seems like it's really weird where it's like deep, deep, deep bridges. I, I don't know. It just... <laughs> It just doesn't do it for me, I'll be honest. I don't need the soundboard. Alex is here to just bring the songs <laughs> to life. It's like I'm 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 with a leaker in person. It's incredible. Um Colin, when you listen to your Estonian pop music, where does Alika Bridges rank? You know, I couldn't remember Alika's name, so I wrote her name down as Average Adele, uh, which <laughs> sounds like to me. That's what Alika translates to in Estonian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh I mean that that's kind of all it is. Like I, I think the only other note I made for this song was that it sounds like something that's like, if you have a really great singer, they could nail this live, but not knowing enough of Alika's other <laughs> music out there, I can't tell you whether she's got a big stage presence or Jared's going to be able to comment on that. Um, I just, I, I don't think the song's great. She's the boggy of 2023. Um, Colin doesn't get that joke, but um, Noah does. He was on that year's uh, Eurovision. Remember that? Uh, Jared Alika. Yeah, I think this is probably the the song that's hurt the most by there being no juries in the semifinals. Um, and the running order isn't doing it super favours. And there's another female ballad a lot later in the semifinal. Um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, she's, she, she, to answer Colin's question, she will like nail the vocal. There's not going to be any mistakes. Like it'll be pitch perfect the whole way through. Um, I think it's okay. It's just another one of these songs that's like, like middle of the road. Like, what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. A bit, a bit, is it ironic that a song about bridges is a leaker, a leak, leak. There's a leaker in the Brit. No, that joke, that wasn't an Alex joke. Um, they won Eurovision in 2001. Remember that Estonia? 
Uh, in 27 uh, Eurovisions, they've been in 17 finals, 62%. Last in the final last year, they were 13th. Fourth and semi-final two. They're the 26th favourite, according to Eurovision World. Colin, are they making the final? I, I really think this does come down to live performance, but based on this song, I'm going to say no. Jared. Um, no. Okay. Alex? No. Oh, we've got to sweep across the board on the nose because I'm sorry, Alika. Build a bridge and get over it because you're not making the final. Um, gentlemen, we're about to get into three songs that will change your life, particularly the first one. I I don't even know where to begin with this because um, I'm so glad Colin hasn't left yet when it comes to this. Let's go to Finland with Karija and Cha Cha Cha. Alex, if that is not on any of your dance classes moving forward, then it's called Cha Cha Cha. I, mean, I have a point for this. It's not a good Cha Cha. Ah, oh, well, who cares? In Finnish, it's a it's a genuine banger. Oh. Amazing, wonderful. No notes. I love this. Um, <laughs> but it's technically not a very good Cha Cha. I, I will clarify. Oh, but amazing song, and and it's got ballroom dancers in it. Performance. This is one I did watch, so I'm pretty excited for that. This is one of those ones that Jared will sort of once he's watching these finals will send us an occasional clip, and I think you sent us Norway first, and then you sent us this, I believe. And holy fuck balls! It's in Finnish. If you didn't uh, hear that, it won Uden Musiken Kilapalu 2020. You one of your favorites there? Best national final of the year. Oh, right. honestly, <laughs> like they could have sent any song from that, and they would have got top ten. Jeez, all right. Jer uh, Paul Hennen is his name. He's twenty nine. And fun fact about him: apparently, they created a virtual version of Helsinki in Fortnite with giant banners of him in some famous town square, and Helsinki became the first correctly recreated city in Fortnite history. I've never played it, but there you go. History there. I mean, for fuck's sake, Finland. I mean, it's taken you, what, 17 years to finally put in another decent song. I mean, you've had a few others here and there. You had those uh, weird punk rockers a couple of years ago, didn't you? But, like, this is just incredible. This is, like, uh, just... I I, I want to go to Colin first because I really hope this isn't one of those songs that you don't like and you're, like, just blown away by the fact that this is maybe the best song this year. Uh, the first note I made on the song was, this is 100% a Ben song. Hey! Uh-huh. <laughs> and a Jared song, Alex, and every, <laughs> every person song he likes Eurovision. The the second note I made was that I want to see this in the finals. This is a fantastic <laughs> song. It's great. Uh, it's, it's semi-ridiculous, but in a good way. It, the, the chorus has, like, that very, like, German industrial, like, KMFDM Ramstein sound to it, which just sort of comes out of nowhere. Uh, the cha-cha-cha lyrics just is amazing. Um, yeah, this song's fantastic. Oh, my Lord. Jared, I mean, I, I kind of want to watch the finished finals now if you're saying that this is one of the many that is good. I mean, God, this must have been a, a tight final. This song, like, I would give anything to be in that arena when this song is played live because it will go off. 
this is like the biggest lock to make the final. Like there's no question whatsoever. I was betting, I would bet everything on this song making the final. I think this is Televote winner of the semi easily. I think this is probably Televote winner of the final. Like the biggest question to me is what the juries are going to do to it. Um, but everything about the song, perfect. Staging, perfect. The transitions in the song, perfect. Like this like goes through so many different like moments, but it just feels right. Yeah. And I, I've been sort of listening to this playlist for the last couple of weeks and just there's about five songs that I will just always go to. And this generally, this and Voyager are the two that I automatically have to find on my playlist to, to put up there straight away. And it really is a battle of Scandinavia because we've got these, we've got Sweden, we've got Norway. Like, sorry, Denmark, but you're just you're falling behind there at the moment with it all. Um, it's just, it's so, so good. Um, Finland, of course, famously won in 2006 with Lordy, Hard Rock, Hallelujah. Um, haven't won since. In 55 Eurovisions, they've made the finals 47 times, 85%. Last year, they were 21st. They will be last in semi-final matches. They're beautifully placed. I mean, they didn't really need the help, but they got it. They are the second favourite, though. It's very tight at the top, but they are the second favourite. I mean, it's a yes around the ball. This is making the finals. No one's disagreeing. This is, I'm not even going to let you answer, each of you, because uh, you're all automatically saying yes for this. I mean, like it's just so appropriate that if this wins, and I still think the record... Street attendance in Helsinki history was when Lordy won. I don't know if that got top when they won the Olympic gold medal last year in ice hockey, but I know that was like, they got like a million people in the streets of Helsinki when Lordy came back after they won Eurovision in 2006. It was such a big deal for Finland, such a great country, such great people. And it would be so good to see them win Eurovision again. Uh, Let's get into another big five. And for somebody on this episode, this one is extra exciting. Let's go to France, Lazara, and Evidemment. in French, if you didn't understand that. Eternal Selection by France too. And can we just say, we thought we've got a Canadian on this show. Ah, oh, what do we need a Canadian on for? There's no Canadian representation on this uh, this year's Eurovision. You would be incorrect because Miss Fatima Zatra Hatti, otherwise known as Azara, is from Montreal. There you go. I don't know if you looked that up, Colin, but uh, 35 years old. She is the first Canadian to represent France since Natasha St. Pierre did in 2001, where she got fourth, by the way. So Canada have got a good track record. Celine Dion won in the 80s. Were you aware that she was Canadian, Colin? Did you look her up? Celine? Yes, I knew she was Oh, right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But this, yeah, this this one too, you know, I I clicked on the artists for each of the songs I listened to and it said, you know, French slash Canadian singer. I'm like, oh, we got a Canadian in there. Um, Now, my personal opinion of this song, uh, don't love it, but... I will say like the Quebec culture here in Canada, Quebec is such a massive population, even just in Canada it being, it sort of has its own identity. Uh, when we do on the Oz network, you know, Australia, Canadian movies, anytime I look through lists of what are the highest grossing Canadian movies, it's always the French Canadian films. And it's similar to that with music is that a song can be huge just in Quebec and be a number one single across all of Canada. So you get exposure to this and it just, it sounds like a million other French Canadian songs to me. Um, 
maybe a little bit more French in this one than uh, the, the Canadian French Canadian. So it's all right, but it, it automatically made the finals and I'll root for a Canadian. I am, you know, never been back with incoming forwards in my opinions on the French over the years. I've, I've, I've you know, come around. Um, I actually really enjoy this song. I really, there's just, it's catchy. There's something about it. I like the Frenchness in this. I, I, you know, it's just kind of, it's getting me in the mood for Paris next year. And this is a real chance. Third favorite, third favorite for France. They have not won Eurovision since 1977. So they are, they are desperate for this. They were robbed in 2014 when Moustache didn't win and got last. I'm still dirty over that, but whatever. Um, And obviously they're automatically in the final. So that's my thoughts. Jared, France. Yeah, this is, it's a good song. I feel like it's got good elements. Like it's like classic French and like modern French and retro French. But I feel like it just doesn't have, I don't know, momentum. And it just gets to a point where I'm like, I wanted to do like a bit more and it doesn't do that. Um, I do think that it it probably straddles like a good spot between like Televote and like Jury Bait. Um, so I think like it, the odds are probably like it's probably sitting like high because it's got potential both ways. Um, but for me, it's another one of those like middle of the road. Like I like it when I listen to it, but it doesn't stay with me after it. Alex, back me up on the French love here. This is, I might be the one that's like the only one who loves France completely here. Okay, love would be a bit extreme. I don't love <laughs> this one, but I do like it. I will say I do out of the out of the yeah the auto finals this year. It's one of the ones I prefer a little bit more. The second part especially when it kind of really gets into it, I do enjoy this one a bit more. I think there's a little bit more to it. It does kind of have vibes of a few kind of French entries here before with the same kind of beaten rhythm, I think. But I I like this. I don't love it, but I, I do like it. I think it's good. I think even they go out second a couple of years ago, uh, even if they get a top five here, I feel like they're kind of going a bit of an Italy route here where they're, they're really starting to take it a bit more serious and then we'll get a French win in the next 10 years. I, I mean, it would be perfect this year for them to win so they could host it next year when they got the Olympics a couple of months afterwards, but uh, might be a little bit uh, not happening that way. They have won Eurovision five times, France, just not since 1977. The 60s, they own the 60s, the French. Uh, 64 Eurovision, 64 finals. They were 24th last year after being second, so they were what? Second last last year after being second. It sounds like very UK-ish, doesn't it? Kind of when it came to that, whatever happened that way. Speaking of the UK, I've put them under G for Great Britain because uh, that's what we do. Britain, Britain, Britain. Are we allowed to do that? They Great Little Britain being cancelled still? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's go to May Muller and I wrote a song. Instead of... from last year isn't it uh this is ireland again <laughs> like, did, did we get mixed up um i'm just saying right now sam Ryder, this is how you write a song because this song is a banger i love it this is finally i think the first british entrance i loved in a very long time or maybe ever um it was internally selected this is apparently the first uk song from eurovision to chart or to debut in the uk top 40 in over a decade 
So we're getting a bit of love back home, obviously hosting it. And, um, you know, they want to try and host it on merit because it's also 10th favorite right now. So it's actually getting a bit of love. I, I love this song. I, it's great. It's catchy. It's fun. It's a bit Brooke-esque from last year. We're on a bit of a Brooke high on this show after the last couple of months. Jared, back me up. UK love. This is better than Sam freaking Spaceman. Come on. This is good. Um, it feels like current. It feels like something you could just listen to on the radio. Um, I mean, with the UK, I always am concerned, like, what's Europe going to do? How are you feeling about the UK this year? Um, I feel like Brexit's far enough away now. We've kind yeah. of moved on a little bit. Um, Got no, I think, like, this is, like, it's a good quality entry. Um, memorable. Um good catchy beat and like it, they've already got like their running order in like the final and they are i think like closing the final maybe even they are yeah they're performing so like perfect hometown advantage do you think or yeah i would like to see that random draw again yes exactly <laughs> uh colin i'm gonna you're gonna leave very shortly you're gonna be departing us about 15 so we're gonna fire fire through as many of these quickly as we can but uh, well, when you when you got about five minutes to go, you can fire through your other predictions for us on air so uh, people can hear that. But uh, Britain, 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 Britain. Um, I, I love that there is a song called "I Wrote a Song." Uh, <laughs> you know, you you didn't have a better title. Uh, but uh, it's it's not bad. It's one of these ones that grows on you a little bit more after a second listen. First listen, I'm like, well, you barely wrote this song. Like, what is this? And then the second time, I'm like, okay, I'm, it's starting to catch on me a little bit. Uh, so you know. Listen to it now the third time, kind of like the uh, the Australian entry. I'm like, oh, I'm digging this a little bit more now. Uh, I I don't know if the vocals are very good. The vocals seem like a little bit subpar. So would you rather listen to this or die another day? This. Okay. <laughs> no <laughs> sense in even asking anymore. The answer is going to be yes for all these. The thing, though, that I appreciate about this is, like, when you actually listen to the lyrics, she's just basically talking about a guy who broke a heart. She's like, I was going to, like, fucking burn your house down. I was going to, like, stab your cat. But I wrote a song instead. Oh, like, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, exactly. But better. Uh, Alex. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't mind this. Going a little bit Canadian for Colin, this gives like Tate McRae vibes if if Colin knows who Tate McRae is at all. Um, he doesn't know Celine Dion is. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Popular Canadian performer at the moment. Um, I, know the, I know the name. <laughs> yes. It kind of gives similar vibes, I think, to one of her songs. Um, I like this. I... I don't, again, I'm kind of curious what Colin said. I don't know how live, how it'll go. Mm. I, I do think it's a really good song. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's upbeat. I think compared to a few of the UK entries in the past, this is still definitely one of the better ones. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, the UK have, again, won Eurovision five times. Uh, not since 1990. It's hard to believe they won it in the last, like, what, 20, what is that, 26 years? Uh, 97 and I mean, again, they're hosting it. So the only way they can host it is by finishing runner up. Um, obviously, all finals have been in second last year, unfortunately. Uh, 10th favorite. Ten, and Sam's performing again, isn't he? This year, I think, uh, during it. But if you ever want to see just how horrible that guy is, watch him sing the British National Anthem at the British Grand Prix last year. My Lord, that was terrible. Um, but yeah, performing last. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see how she goes. Let's go to the great state of Georgia. Uh, one of the many countries Russia has invaded in the last decade or so. Uh, here is Iru and Echo. Oh, 
in English because I think the Russians force them to speak that now. Uh, they'll perform 11th, uh, Iru, in, in semi final two. 23rd favourite overall. A uh, bit lazy, I've got to say, on the selection here. <laughs> no, they don't have a Georgian final. They're just like, the voice. The winner of the voice will get to compete in Eurovision. I mean, did you watch Georgian voice? Jared. I did not. But she's, she's a junior Eurovision. Um, oh, is she? Yeah, so so she's made her way back. Right. So she's up my alley then, apparently. How old is she? Um, <laughs> She's 22. It's all right. I can say that. Um, yeah, there you go. How many junior Eurovision graduates have we had over the years? Do we do we know that off the top of our head? Not Anyone? too many. Not too many. There you go. Come join us on junior Eurovision later this year. Colin, we did that once. That was fun. Um, yeah, this is fine. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a Eurovision song. Um, again, it's it's just in that second semi where it's just kind of like there's just some so many songs there just in the middle. Where I don't know. Alex, start with you. Georgia, um, young young Eurovisions, junior Eurovisions, Iru, Chekachanovi. The, uh, the main thing that annoys me about this song is more just I feel like the sound mix where it feels like she has to yell really loudly to try and get over mm. the backing vocals, but the backing is then so loud to kind of compensate for the fact she's trying to sing. So I don't know. It just feels out of like I don't get a good sense of her vocals because of how loud the kind of music is to go with it. So... I'm not hugely thrilled. I think if she can hit, put on a really good vocal performance, so which is, you know, if she's won The Voice, she's probably capable of it, then it could do quite well in the semi. But for me, like, just from listening to the track, I'm I'm not as enthused by it. Well, I think she's got a bit of an addiction to Eurovision. She actually won Junior Eurovision in 2011, by the way. Uh, the band Candy, is it? Is that uh, correct? A member of the girl group. Now, she, she appeared on Georgian Idol, uh, didn't win. Then she went on to go on the Voice Georgia. Now, just uh, just let's go through a couple of the uh, songs here, particularly uh, when it comes to the semi-final and the final to see if she just kind of had a bit of a vibe of what she wanted to go on to do. Semi-final, Rise Like a Phoenix by Conchita Verse made it through to the final. Her final winning song, Euphoria by Laureen. So do you wonder if like all of a sudden this is a bit awkward now that she's competing against uh, the person whose song won her way through to Eurovision? Uh, Colin, Georgia. Uh, now, on my mom's side, my family's actually from Georgia, so I always try to root for them uh, as much as I can. Um, even aside from that, I actually really like this song. This is one of my favorites that I heard, uh, although I do get Alex's point. You know, there, there is a lot of noise in the song, which I think kind of works for it. It's better than just being, you know, too quiet. Some of the songs on here are too quiet. You're like, ha, huh, ha. Huh? Uh, but it, it's a good one. And, and looking at the the odds, I, I would have thought this one was higher, but um, you know, maybe I'm in the minority here. It's like, yeah, middle ground, 23rd favorite. Yeah, yeah. Jared, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I love the chanting, like the little like chanting bits, I think are great. I agree that the mix is weird. Like there's no like bass at all to this song. Like it, it, it needed kind of like a revamp. Um, but what I love most is like the lyrics are so, like English lyrics are so bad. They don't make any sense. <laughs> and I love it. It's like days in a row, I'm thinking, I know I've got a big face. My love is my crown. Will be better way. Will be better day now. It is not a secret. <laughs> so you got Google Translate. She's it's just so, <laughs> it's so, I'm like, just run it past somebody first. It's so, it makes me laugh so much. And that's kind of like one of the reasons I love it. I'm like, you just, Put words together. Don't know what you're singing about. Go for it. <laughs> Doesn't have a candy bandmates to back her up, does she? Um, 
Best finish Georgia had of ninth in 2010 and 2011. 14 Eurovision, seven finals, a 50% strike rate. Last in the final in 2016. It's been a while since we've had Georgia in the finals, 20th uh, back then. Um, as I said, a couple of times, our 23rd favourite, 11th in the semifinal two. Uh, Colin, are they going through? You like this song, so I'm going to say, I, you I say like yes I like it enough. You. I'm going to say yes. You're going to um, say yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Jared? Yep. Yep. Alex? I'll be the dissenter and say no. Ooh, I'm going to say yes. I, I'm putting a through with those lyrics. Now, okay, Colin, I've got two options here for you because I know you've got to go and I want to get through your predictions, but I also do kind of feel we should at least play the next one because this is a banger and a one that I feel I want to get your thoughts on. Are you, are you capable to stay for one more? Oh, yeah. All right, because we're Let's going to Germany right now. You mentioned Rammstein before. Let's hear a bit of German metal right now. He's Lord of the Lost and Blood and Glitter. Blood and Glitter, sweet and bitter. We're so happy we could die. Blood and Glitter, saint and sinner. We do fall before we rise. Now go, go, let your blood flow, flow. With broken wings we learn to fly. We are Blood and Glitter. you got to do the laser beam when they shoot the laser beams. Like, I mean, this is a song that has laser beams in it. If they don't have them on the stage, I I don't know what I, I, I will do. Um, It won Unser Leid for Liverpool, which translates to English, our song for Liverpool. <laughs> did you watch Unser Leid for Liverpool, Jerry? I did, and this was the right choice. Oh, it's, it's so German. I love it. It's so great. Um, Blood and Glitter, the song Lord of the Lost, an industrial metaberg from Hamburg, uh, which they've been around since 2007. Um, they released an album called Sex on Legs back in uh, back in the day, 2011. Good for them. And Blood and Glitter uh, has apparently gone to, was on an album as well, number one in Germany. So they're loving this in Germany right now, in Deutschland. Uh, Colin, you I think you are a Ramstein fan, aren't you? So you should like this. This is very lordy 2006, I will say that. But um, what's your thought on blood and glitter? Uh, no, I actually, I'm not that big on Ramstein. Um, I, 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 everybody knows Du Host after that. Uh, it's all kind of sounds the same. Heading to America, <laughs> Coca Cola. No, no, right. Like this, it, it, it it's exactly what you expect. Like you said, oh, this is the Spanish song. Okay, this is going to be the German song. But this song. is the thing. I'm so like, <laughs> I mean, in a way, I'm sad that this is your first taste of Eurovision because this isn't what usually Germany send. This is like... Really? Honestly, I would. I agree with you. You hear this, like, this is a German song. But like, this is, I think, the first time Germany have ever sent a song like this. <laughs> like, this song is hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> and I love how ridiculous it is. Like, the lyrics are so bad, they're great. Uh, but uh, I, I'm... The one thing I'm unsure of is like how well do rock songs do on a competition like uh, this? Depends. I would think because there's so few of them that they would stand out a little bit more, but do they get the enough to actually win? 2006, Lordy, famous win for Finland, Hard Rock Hallelujah was kind of heavy metal winning. Uh, and then what, Maniskin two years ago sort of was very rock. Um, two examples, I don't know, Jared, are there any other real rocking? They're kind of it, aren't they? That's about it really. So what, you've got, you've got to wait like, 15 years. Yeah, exactly. And then even even then you'd argue they're different type of rock, right? Like mm. Lordy's yeah. very heavy metal, uh, whereas Maniskin's almost pop rock in a way, isn't it? So, I don't yeah. Does that answer your question, Colin? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean they they've got a shot, I guess. Um, but but it stands out. It's different, and it's I I can't wait to see the live performance more than any other song on here. This is the one I want to see perform live. I just want to point out that it is quickly. I love how looking at their their final that they sent this song. The other songs there, so you got Blood and Glitter up against songs called Once Upon a Dream, Hold On, Melodies yeah. of Hope. All the Germans are going, we are sick of sending the happy songs. We send blood and glitter. All right? We're angry. Um, Alex, blood and glitter. I, I mean, what what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I, I love it, but like, what on earth is it? Like, it's a little bit, I was like, this is kind of a joke entry, but it's kind of an entertaining entry, but... I I don't know. I it, it's it's brilliant, but it's ridiculous. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Isn't that Eurovision though? It's yes. brilliant and ridiculous. That's exactly. what you want from Eurovision. Like you've always got to have these songs that if like for a Colin or somebody who's never watched Eurovision before, like last year it was Subwoofer. Like you just, you've got to send them a song where you're like, what the fuck? There's people dressed as wolves. There's a song about licking pussy. Like the, like shit that people are gonna be like. What the fuck am I listening to? But I love it every single second of it. Uh, Jared, please tell me you like this song. Yeah, no, this is great. Best thing Germany sent in years. Um, this really is like the year of the bands, I feel, mm. um, which is kind of nice. It's a bit different. Um, but yeah, this is going to do another one that's just going to like romp at home in like the televote um, as for what the juries do with it. Yeah, these hate the Germans, don't they? Uh, Colin, I'm going to get your predictions because I know you got to go, but just quickly, Germany have won Eurovision twice, 1982 and 2010, is it contra- I watched, I, I read an article recently. It was like ranking all the Eurovision winners in the history and they had Satellite last. I didn't really think Satellite was that bad. Like Satellite was catchy Wait, and cute. Lower, sorry, lower than Azerbaijan? Yeah. Like I was just like, but it's so catchy. No it's, in, it's in our intro. It's in my head. Right? I mentioned the song. I started like, love, oh, love. You gotta hold on, hold about you. Um, 6-5 Eurovision, 6-5 finals. They were 25th last year. Poor Germany, dead last last year. Um, and 15th favourite though. So they've got a bit of bit ofness. They shouldn't be last this year, the Germans, surely. Uh, Colin, all right, I'm going to basically read out countries to you and you're going to give me a oh. yes or a no. And this is going to be, I'm going to go semi-final one first to the countries that we haven't gone through yet. Uh, obviously, you're not really going to have time to give your words on them, so you're just going to give me a, a yes or a no for each of them. So hey, I'm, give, me, give me the song title. Uh, too, oh, God, I'm not that fancy. I've only just got the country here. All right. Okay. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to match this up. So, okay. So we're going to Ireland right now. We are one wild youth. Uh, where is my note on this? Um, yeah, no, that one's going through. Yes. That one's going through. All right. So then we're going to Israel. Unicorn by Noah Kirel. Uh, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I'm no longer <laughs> counting. So um, my numbers may be off here. <laughs> All right. Latvia. I, uh, I, 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 uh, sudden light. Uh, that, that one I'm going to go. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't say yes to everyone. Uh, <laughs> Malta dance our own party. The busker. And that's actually oh, a singer, one- not just a random busker. That to me, that one was horrible. I'm going no on that. All right, um, Moldova. It's not the sax man. It's Pasha Parafeni and Sayaya C. Luna. Uh, do I even have a note on that? Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, yes, yes. I like. I I want more Moldovan pop. I just I just let you go back and watch Moldovan pop. Colin Hilding. <laughs> do we have some songs to send you after this episode? The classic Eurovision songs. Uh, the Netherlands. Me and Nikolai. And Dion Cooper and Burning Daylight. 
Burning daylight. Where are you here? Where are you? Uh, we're burning daylight trying to find my note on it. Um, I'm going to guess and say no. Right. I just love your organization. Norway. Definitely no. That was my other least favorite song. Okay. All right. Okay. Norway, please say yes for this. Queen of Kings, Alessandra. I mean, come on. You got, oh, a, you got a brain. Hands head. down my number one song. Yes. I immediately added this to another running playlist uh, I had because I'm like, I don't want to forget this song. I'm so sad you're not going to be on to talk about that very shortly. Uh, <laughs> Portugal, a colleague. Mimicat. It's in Portuguese. Uh, <laughs> yes. Nando's. Um, Serbia, uh, Luke Black, and Samo Mi Se Spava. No. Yes, yes, yes. No, because I broke that was Serbian Bowie. So, yes, I like that. Alex and Jared are wishing we did this this quickly all the time. Oh, God. I'm not even going to leave a comment on this one. I'm just going to say Sweden, tattoo. Lorraine. Uh, yeah, that was a good ballad. I like that one. That's all he has to say about it. Interesting. Uh, Switzerland. Uh, he really has never watched Eurovision before. Watergun and Remo for 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 Roger Federer. Uh, yes. Uh, have I miscounted this? Have you got too many? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. You've got one too many. You need to remove one. You've got four. Okay. You've got eleven. Dump going water through. gun. Dump water gun. Dump Switzerland. Sorry, Roger, you're out. Say, <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers here. I'm like, two, two, two. All right. So semi. Uh, not they need to go in semi-final two. Uh, the one we're literally about to get to. Uh, we have Greece uh, with what they say by Victor Venikos. What they say. What do they say? What do I say? Um, uh, I'm going to say no. Say? You're going to say uh, no? Definitely no. All right. No. Iceland. Uh, we have Fire Saga. Uh, wait, sorry. No. Um, we have Power by Dilja. Power. Uh, yes. Yes. Play it. Yeah. Ding dong. Play it. Uh, <laughs> Lith- Lithuania. Stay by Monica Linkty. Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. Stay. That never memorable <laughs> song. Um, I'll say yes. You say <laughs> He doesn't make this up on the last year. Poland, solo, Blanka. Solo, solo. Oh, yeah, this was one of my other favorites, so yes. Wasn't Blanka a character in Street Fighter? Um, Romania, DGT, Off and On by Teodor Andrei. Loved this one, yes. Really? The 37th favorite of Eurovision.world.com. <laughs> Colin loves it. Oh, here we go. Our annual favorite country of the year award goes to San Marino, like an animal, peaked. Jax. Nah, I'm going to say no. Oh, come on. Uh, and Slovenia, Joker out with Carpe Diem. Carpe Diem. Oh, did not like that one. That's a no. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. Yeah, you, you, you're right there. Okay, you, you've gotten you through. All right, uh, any final thoughts, Kyle? I don't know if you're going to be here on our, our final. I, we'll, we'll I work hope that to out. be. But uh, thank you. Yeah. Have you had fun? I'm sorry you can't stay for longer, but, uh, you know. You I know. had a blast, uh, and it really helps listening to an extra clip of this song to remind me what my notes mean, which Good. I didn't get on the rest of my predictions, but uh, I, I just hope to beat Alex. That's all I aim for. <laughs> Let's be honest. You got a, you got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Colin. If we don't speak to you uh, before the final, we'll speak to you after the final, we'll get your predictions. But this has been fun, so thank you. Have a good thank day. You. All right. Ta-ta. Good. Okay, so we got rid of the hymn. Uh, Those opinions, oh my gosh. (laughs) Sweden, that was a good ballad. I was waiting for like a, nah, no Sweden or something. Just like. Romania, I love that one. I think my Uh, favourite was Ireland, definitely yes. Uh, it's me from five years ago. Don't worry, guys. Oh. We'll have to just educate him as we go. All right. Well, we're about in the halfway point here, guys. We're doing all right for time. Clearly, uh, let's let's try and breeze this. We're through. We're to uh, Greece. 
right now. Uh, what They Say by Victor Vanikos. Well, you know what they say. Lassos make sure no one loses the way. Can't stand seeing others in pain. Oh, I am both. Now I got too much on my plate. And I save all the others, cause for me it's too. Now, just to clarify that is Victor Vernikos, not Ed Sheeran. Um, uh, this is just Ed Sheeran ripoff, isn't it? I mean. For God's sakes, didn't he just perform this at the MCG in front of 110,000 people? Um, yeah, it was internally selected by Greece. Uh, he's 16 years of age. He's Victor. So uh, I was about to say he's a, he's a, you know, the girls and the guys are going to love him. He seems like a good-looking guy, but he's 16. I don't know if I legally can say that now. Um, got a Danish dad, apparently, and a Greek mum, so... Good for him. Uh, he's going eighth in semi-final two. It is 31st favourite for a reason. This song's boring. Uh, Jared? Yeah, I wrote down that it's stagnant. It doesn't go anywhere. Um, it annoys me that they'll get 12 points from Cyprus for this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not one of my favourites. Yeah. Are you an Ed Sheeran fan, Alex? I am. I like Ed Sheeran. Um, no, I wrote tiktok background song was yeah. the vibe i got for something like that's the Good vibe call. i got which you know shout out to the one from last year snap which actually turned out to then be a major commercial hit amazingly um i i, I yeah i don't hate it but it it it's not there's not a lot going on with it either no again this is just forgettable eurovision song number seven on the compilation album to come um greece won in 2005 their only win um, 42 Eurovisions, so though. They've made 40 finals. So they've got a very good strike rate, the Greeks. 95%. Uh, eighth last year. So did okay. Um, but yeah, 31st favorite. This is going to be final uh, final number none. They're not making it for me. So 43 Eurovisions. They'll have only still made 40. I don't see uh, Ed making it through, unfortunately, for Greece. Alex? Uh, I've said yes, just because there are more in semifinal two. I like less. Okay. Uh, Jared? Oh, I've said no. This to me is like a big step back. Like they were 10th and 8th and now. Mm. I, I like this disagree with a 50-50 split there. So that, that kind of uh, works quite well for that. All right, let's go to the country that is still, that is ruining COVID the most. They may have got a Netflix movie out of it, but they lost a guaranteed win back in uh, 2020, unfortunately, which it's... This is this is my one hope that I live to see Iceland winning Eurovision. Not just because of fire. I, I wanted this before Fire Saga. I've always been on the Iceland bandwagon. Uh, the Scandinavian battle this year. They're kind of hanging out with Denmark this year. Here is Dilja and Power. Now, she won, and I, I really hope you watch this, Jared, just because of the name of it itself. Song the Kabin. Did you watch Song? You did. I how, did. How good is it? Tell me Iceland's contest is amazing. It must be. Uh, it was really bad this year, but it's oh. normally good. <laughs> oh, I just, I just picture this amazing thing of beauty. Björk probably hosting. Why have they never entered Björk into Iceland? Like, that's just a, a given, isn't it, really? Um, this, uh, so Dilja 
Petterstall, I just can't even pronounce English names alone, Icelandic names, hardest language in the world to learn. Um, she is 21. She is from Kopavogur in Iceland, and she uh, made a name for herself after she went on the talent show Iceland Got Talent. Um, and then she moved to Copenhagen. <laughs> she apparently just <laughs> went to I'm out of here. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't go to Faroe Islands. Uh, where she learned, she did studies in both physiotherapy and singing. So good for her. Um, 29th favorite, seventh in semi final two. Alex, I, I look, I don't mind it. It's just, I, I expect better from Iceland. I don't know. Iceland's always one of these countries that I feel like, I don't know, do better, Iceland. Yeah, I kind of put this down as I like it but I don't think it's going to do well. It, mm. it kind of puts down as like a, a ballad I don't mind. I'm like, oh, yeah. But in, in Eurovision, I'm like, I don't think this is going to hold up against a bunch of the others. I don't think it's got enough kind of stuff going for it. Yeah. So that, that's kind of where I've left it. I, I would agree with that. Jared? I like this song. Like it's one of like it's up there for me is kind of one of my favorites. Um, but I think it's more so that I like her as a performer. Um, and I think she's probably one of like the the better vocalists this year. And I feel sorry that she's just on a stage by herself. It feels like they've thrown like no budget behind this. Um, maybe with good reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it'll be. I, I I just don't know with this one how it's gonna go. They they just I think they're just still sad from three years ago, aren't they? They just they can't believe it. They finally they cracked it. They're like we've done it. We've won Eurovision. We've got a movie coming out the same year. Say, well, this is perfect, and then. Freaking virus ruins it for them. Uh, they were second in 99 and 2009 Iceland. Uh, didn't happen in 2019, though. There wasn't a pattern there. 27 out of 34 finals, though, for them. So 72%. Last in the final last year, 23rd. Um, it's a no from me. I just... I, I want them to be... like I. This would be one of those ones where I'll be like, okay, if they make it, I'll be fine. Like I don't dislike this song, but I just... I don't know. I'm always happy if Iceland make it. Jared? Iceland, that's a no for me. I have said yes, which is very much hot overhead, but um, yeah. Alex? I've gone no, but I, I kind of wish I said yes. But I'm also excited for Daddy Freya. I think it is to be at um one of the interval acts this year, apparently. So oh. I am looking forward to, to a return of the great Iceland one. Okay, good. Well, I'm always down for great. Who else have we got? Didn't we have... um? Who else was returning this year? Uh, well? We've got... Or just in this apparent Liverpool music heritage segment, you got Cornelia Jacobs, Duncan Lawrence, Mahmoud, Netta, and Sonia. Oh, okay. And and um, old mate Graham Norton's one of the hosts, isn't he? Is it? Do we have a Ukrainian host? Or like, are they actually sending Ukrainians? That they are. Okay, great. One. Good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, good. Good to see there. Is it Ruslana? Are they sending Ruslana? She she became a politician, didn't she? Um, she was apparently like, she's got a pre-recorded performance in Kiev. Because she did. Um, I remember when she did her new song after they won in twenty seven. Uh, when they won in twenty sixteen, I love Ruslana. She she's fantastic. One of my favorites. One of my still one of my favorite Eurovision songs to this day. Uh, Island. All right. No, Brooke. Hello, Brooke. If you're listening, she's not. She's our good friend now on this show. Uh, I, I'm looking forward uh, to our wild youth interview next year based on current trends. Um, because here is Island Entry, Wild Youth, and We Are One. We might be different, we might be unique. You might be a leader, I might be a freak. And we might be different, but under the falling sun. Tonight, we are one. We are 
but this is like a bit like One Republic mixed with U2. Like they've literally got that U2 style of guitar, which must just be given to every Irish semi-rock band or something along those lines. I mean, they're described as a indie rock band. Uh, is that indie rock in 2023? Uh, they won Eurosong too. You would have watched Eurosong. No, you did. Oh, you, 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 no, I did. Not, you did. not the right choice. Right. Okay, not the right choice. Was there another Brooke? Like, there was, I didn't realise how controversial Brooke was last year because this is what Ireland usually sing. They went kind of with like a upbeat pop song and it was... They sent a freaking turkey to Eurovision Island. I don't think anything's controversial besides a hand puppet, right? Um, but Wild Youth have been together since 2016... Uh, formed of Connor O'Donoghue and David Whelan. How Irish. And, um, yeah, they are a band. They cover their faces in the film clip. It's a bit odd. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's Ireland. Like, I, seriously, I'm not just saying this because we've had her on the show a couple of times, but I loved Brooke's song last year. We talked, Listen to what we talked last year. I was shocked that she did not make it through. It was fun. I just... We're back to just Ireland. I like it's just how is this the country that has won the most Eurovisions? Uh, Jared. It's so bland. It's such a bland anthem. It's very like live aid kind of performance. <laughs> yeah. Um to answer like their chorus, this is not different, it's not unique, it's not a leader, and it's not a freak. It's just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I love the uh, the technicalities you go into with the lyrics, Alex. Uh, I was optimistic when I first started. So I was like, okay, all right, all right. And, and then it just kind of never got going. And by the end of the first listen, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Like, we, we don't need this anymore. So it, it, it had promise and then it fell off a cliff. Mm. Uh, famously, we know Ireland's won seven Eurovisions. Uh, of course, they basically just won every year in the early 90s because they could. 1970, 1980, 87, 92, 93, 94, 96. Um, so it's always that fun trivia fact. It's always You always ask somebody, who's won the most Eurovisions? They're always going to say Sweden. I guarantee it, but it's Ireland. Um, 45 finals out of 55, 81%. They have actually made a final since 2018, Ireland. So they're in a bit of a drought, the Irish. Bring back Jedwood, right? Like, that's what we want. Uh, they're going six in semifinal one. They're actually the 20th favorite. So there's a bit of love behind this. I'm, I don't like this song. But I'm going on, this is one of those ones where I'm looking at the bookies and I need to get something in to just go for a point. I don't want this to make the final, but I just feel they're due Island. And I feel this is a very, like, kids are going to like this song. I don't know. It's just something about it that the jury vote's going to, not jury vote, the telly vote's going to get them over the line. So I'm putting it through, regrettably. I hope I'm wrong. Alex. I'm going with no. Oh, you're smart, man. <laughs> Jared. No, I think this is battling for Azerbaijan for last place in the semi. Oh, I'm like Colin all of a sudden, aren't I? Uh, where I'm, it's I'm, definitely through. <laughs> I'm not saying. It's At least you didn't say that. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's uh, definitely through. Um, well, we go from one of the worst to one of the top ten favorites. We are going to Israel uh, with Noah Karel and Unicorn. I'm gonna stun it. Obviously in English, as you as you can tell. I always appreciate that Israel just always send like, 
you know, like Golden Boy-esque songs. They're just like they're up-tempo and pumpy and fun. It's not like, you know, Fuego every year. Like it's just still just – you always rely on Israel for a, for a good song, I feel. Noah Carell, she is 22 years old. Uh, she apparently has won the MTV Europe Music Award for Best Israeli Act for – for about six years in a row, 2017 to 20. I mean, I don't know. Was she not beaten? What's her face? Toy from like, I mean, you know, like a few other Israeli singers out there, isn't there? Um, so she she's going that way with it as an internal selection too, by the way. So I was going to ask Jared if he watched like Israeli contest dot Israel. I don't know what it's called. I'm trying to make something funny, Ben. I've, Alex is a humorous one in this episode. Remember that. Uh, let's start with you, Alex. Israel, unicorn. This is seventh favorite. It's getting a bit of love out there. Yeah, look, it's an enjoyable one. I think, you know, in terms of like a bit of a dance number with kind of combined with vocals, this is a better combination of the two than a lot of the other ones where you've kind of got a kind of catchy dance number or you've got good vocals, not really neither put together. So I think this is more of one of the more complete songs. So I I think that's good. I I did say it's a little bit pop generic, I think, but I I think it also seems a bit classic Eurovision too. She was a judge on Israel's Got Talent. She provided the voice of DJ Suki in the Israel version of Trolls. So there's a a fun fact for you. And also she was a guest on Carpool Karaoke Israel. So I didn't realize James Corden was franchising it out. Uh, Jared. Just running over Palestinians. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> the, 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 the very, very late, late show with James mm. Gordon. <laughs> wow, he's on fire today, Alex. He is. Uh, this is this, this is another one where I feel at odds with the fan base. I think it's okay. I like, I suppose, the chorus. I feel like the verses are really boring. And it just feels like it's trying to, like, copy Lomo from, like, last year with this very, like, obvious, like, dance break. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if lightning's going to strike twice. Do you think, is there a hidden message that she's using the word unicorn in a different terminology out there? Um, no, uh, I mean, it's very open Eurovision. So I don't know. Maybe she's just uh, hidden agendas going on out there. Uh, Israel have won Eurovision four times, 1978, 1979, 1998, and 2018 out of 44 Eurovisions. They've made the finals 37 times, 84% last in the final. And 2021 missed out last year, 17th, two years ago though. Uh, they will perform ninth in semi-final one. I am saying ya ya ding dong. Yes. For Israel, unicorn will ride the pony through. I don't know where I'm going with that. Alex. Yes. Yes. Jared. Yes. Yes is across the board. Welcome to the final, Israel. Uh, let's now go to another big five. Uh, the the best performing big five, I guess you would say, of the last 10 or so years. They finally won it a couple of years ago. We were in Italy last year, but we're now here with Marco Mangoni and Due Vite. It is in Italian, if you didn't understand any of that too. Uh, won the San Remo Music Festival, the big the big one. I, I imagine you've almost got tickets to the San Remo Music Festival, haven't you, Jared? 
No, that one's too long. Too, too many long. nights. <laughs> you just stick to San Remo pasta. You just go to Coles and buy mm. some. I love just every time I see San Remo. Mm, I want some. Uh, I want some pasta. The thing I always appreciate about appreciate about Italy is like. Yeah, this guy won The Voice, but this guy's a massive pop star in Italy. 2.8 million records in Italy. Uh, I mean, this guy is always entering the top 10. Like, this guy is a big deal. They always just seem to find their big pop stars and they send them. This would be like us sending freaking Delta Goodrum and John Barnum and Kylie Minogue. Like, just send the big guns out there. See ya, Iggy Azalea. Come on, bring them out. Let's send them there. But I, I appreciate that about Italy. But I just don't appreciate this. It's just so Italian. It's just like, I mean... Isn't this outside of Maniskin the same song that they've sent for the last 10 years? And everybody's like, hey, we're going to win a Eurovision again. And they'll, they'll probably get 10th again. I mean, they're eighth favourite. So, like, I'm sure this will do well. But I don't know. It's just generic Italian Eurovision song number nine, Alex. You're not wrong. I do put it in the same category as it's good. It'll, it's a good. It'll be respectful. <laughs> it's a good. Yeah, it, it goes better than most of the – yeah, it'll be most of the final – it's, it's, I was going to say, it would sound very stereotypical. It's like, it's pizza. It's pretty good. Like, it, it's, it's pretty good. You're never going to complain. I've known that quote best, in a long yeah. time, Alex. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I enjoy it. I don't think it's as good as some of their previous entries of the last few years, but I do think it's a, it, it, it'll be cool to see it on stage. I think, I, it, you know, I think he'll perform it well. I, I think re- that adds to it. I do respect that Italy just, even though they finally cracked it, they finally did it. They won. They're not just like, okay, we won it. Let's go back to the pasta. Like they're still going, no, we send a good song. Uh, hello to all our Italians listening. Again, that's why we have a disclaimer at the beginning of this show. Jared, Italy. Yeah, to me, it's a bit of a letdown for a country that has such like a good track record. Like the last 10 years, they've been outside of the top 10 twice. Um, this to me is like, well, outside of the top 10 again, in my opinion, I think very jury friendly. Mm. But I don't see people picking up the phone for this. Yeah. I wouldn't. (laughs) We know who you're not voting for. Uh, Also, fun fact, he provided the Italian voice of Simba and the dubbed voice of the uh, remake of The Lion King from a few years ago. Uh, So if you're listening from Italy and you watched the Italian version of that shit version of The Lion King, it was our old mate Marco doing the voice there for Italy. So, um there you go. One Eurovision three times, 1964, 1990, 2021, 100% final rates, obviously six last year. So again, they still like that, that's got to be the best home finish in a very long time, isn't it? Like the Italians just care. Good on them. I'd, I'd, I'd say they would probably be the best finish ratio in the last decade or probably this millennium, even more so than Sweden because Sweden had a couple of years where they weren't top 10, I think, were they? So yeah, good on Italy for still at least. And I, yeah, I think we're well, not we're doing predictions yet, but. I still think it probably is going to be in the top 10 with this one again as well. Uh, all right, let's go to Latvia, everybody's favorite country. Let's be honest. We all love a bit of Latvia in our lives. Uh, here is Sunlights with I, yeah, I, 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 just listen to it. Yeah, it's a quick one because we don't really need to listen to much more of that. Um, they're going fourth in semi-final one. They're the 36 favourites, the second last, I'd say for a reason. Uh, Supernova, they won it. Jared, thoughts on Supernova Latvia? Nah, not the right winners. Not the right winners. Okay, who should have won? Tell us. Who, who was robbed? No, I can't remember their names. But... <laughs> yeah, I agree. They, they, they were much better. Second um, place. Second place was better. Second, second place was better. 
Uh, I'm just I'm a bit concerned the fact that the band is called Sudden Lights. Because they're just sitting around going, oh, shit, what we should call our band? Oh, fuck, what's that light? Just on? Sudden Lights. There you go. Um, I'm not a fan. Jared? Yeah, I just feel like there's no build to the song. To me, like of all the bands, this is like maybe second worst. Mm. It's in it's in English, by the way. Uh, Alex? Uh... Yeah. I just had it kind of all over the shop. It kind of just felt like it was just a little bit everywhere. There wasn't, it was hard to find a bit that I was really kind of enjoying with it. Yeah. They, they were founded in Riga in 2012. Um, there's four of them. I'm trying to find some interesting facts about them. They've released three studio albums. Uh, good got for- sudden lights in their stage oh, show. Lights. Lapia <laughs> <laughs> uh, won in 2002. Uh, out of 22 Eurovisions they've performed in 10, they've made the finals, 45%. Last in the final, 2016, 15th for them. I think it's still going to be that long since they've been in Eurovision because I am not putting them through to the finals, Alex. Nope. Nope. Jared? No, I think the drought continues. It's a no across the board for Latvia. Let's go to the similar sounding country. No, it's not. The same country. I can't remember to do the L. Uh, <laughs> Where am I going with this? Lithuania, Monica Lewin- uh, Monica Linkty, and stay. You love someone like me. Apologies, that was way too long for that song. Um, <laughs> I don't realise I, I, I did such a long clip for that. Uh, this song won. Let's try this here, Ben. Pabandum is naljo. Uh, translates to Let's Try Again 2023. <laughs> Lithuania are literally just like, yes, let's try again to go to Eurovision. Honestly, if I went to chat.ai right now and typed in Lithuanian Eurovision song, this is what it would give me. I mean, honestly, does this not just scream? Like if you just went to person on the street, sing me a Lithuanian, this is just it. It's a standard pop song from a country that most people haven't heard of. Um, I don't know how else to describe this song. It's forgettable. It's just a pop song from Lithuania, Alex. I don't think it's the worst of like the ballads for that that are in there. I think in in semifinal two there are definitely some worst ones out there. I I don't hate it. You're right. It is very classic Lithuania. It does have that that feel with the the vocals behind it as well to just give it a little bit more. It it yeah. I I, I don't hate it. I I don't love it, but it's it's not it's not bad. I feel that's the judging criteria for their. Let's try again. <laughs> Seriously, like there's a TV executive somewhere in Lithuania who's like, hmm, we should try to go to Eurovision. What should we call this? Oh, let's try again. We'll get there eventually. And it really does sum up Monica here because she isn't trying to go for Lithuania. She tried to go in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, and the junior Eurovision soccer. 
Like, I think that whole TV show is named after her. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, Monica, just go. Like, here's your ticket off your pop. Let's try again. The Monica Link-tick, Link-tick story. Um, did you watch? Did you watch? Let's try again. I, I did. <laughs> and is it worth Not, not my favourite. Um, <laughs> I think my favourite song in there finished, like, I didn't even know, fifth or something. So... <laughs> Not, not uh, thinking the same as the Lithuanians. I don't, I'm similar to Alex. I don't mind this. Um, I think it has like its audience. I feel like people will vote for it. Um, I mean, she gets a vote in my book because I just love like a repeat performer. I, I she's love. She's trying to get there all the time. She was, she did get to Eurovision in 2015, but it was a duet. And now like she's there by herself. <laughs> I, I appreciate if you click on the link on her Wikipedia page to the page on this song. I'm guessing it's the album artwork. It just kind of looks like an awkward year 10 photo. You know, like when you like dig out your school photos from like, you know, all those years ago and you just see like this kind of weird, like awkward, like, oh my God, I look like that. So, um, but yeah, good on you, Monica. You're there by yourself. Never, never give up. Never surrender. You can do it. For listen- <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> Lisa Wayne. That might be my new favorite country right now. Um, they finished six in 2006. They kept trying. They're still trying. Uh, out of 22 Eurovisions, they've made the finals 15 times, 68%. Last made the final last year where they were 14th, 15th in semi-final too. So they're going just before Voyager. 27th favourite. Um, I'm not putting a through. Sorry, Monica. <laughs> I, I've got to just, I mean, she's in a good place though. So I feel I could be wrong on this one. She is second last. So, um, Jared. I think, yes, I think she's going to shoot-toe-toe-toe her way through to the final. <laughs> Let's try again, uh, Alex. I'm saying yes on this oh, one. Oh, wow. Well. I'm, I'm outvoted here. I think this is the first one that I'm only on the uh, the pure nodes of that. But okay, all right. I like to be different. Uh, let's now go thank to you. Malta. Did you say thank you? Sorry, I was just saying someone was just fetching me a drink. All right, okay. <laughs> it's like, you're welcome. <laughs> My bad. Never mind. I'd love a drink too, by the way. Um, we are here for the busker. It's that's actually the name of the performer here, not the, just the sending. Malta's just going. I'll send the busker. I don't care. So we we don't care anymore. With dance, our own party. I feel good in my sweater. Feel when the song's in English, I probably shouldn't have to like. Um, generally, most of our listeners probably can understand that, so I don't need to say that that's in a, in a different language. One, the Malta Eurovision Song Contest. I mean, you go from "Let's Try Again" to Malta, like pretty standard. I appreciate. Did you watch Malta Eurovision? Song? I did. The person who should have won got disqualified. So why are they get disqualified? <laughs> what they do? Oh, they posted about their like performance on I don't know social media before the final or whatever. Oh. So the staging and then wow but then got then got to perform at the final as an interval act <laughs> <laughs> wow would that song have like had a chance like would it have been a good song or oh if they had sent if like the song that got disqualified it would have qualified for the final wow there you go all right uh the busker on the other hand an indie pop band fan in 2012 um they have a saxophonist as you can hear in that too um 
there's really not much on their page to tell you about there. I, I like this song. It's it's catchy. It's fun. It's different. Uh, what are they talking about? Something in his sweater or something along those lines? It's kind of it's one of those ones that gets in your head and even if you like, you forget it. Like, like no disrespect to Malta, but like you might sort of look at 37 songs and go, Malta, what's that one? As soon as you hear it, you're like, okay, I know that song. Whereas Lithuania, you're like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's something about this. It's, 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 I'm banging paper because it's catchy, Alex. I, I agree. This is catchy and boppy and kind of terrible, but I kind of enjoy it at the same time. Um, I think the saxophone's a really great feature in it too. Like if I, if they can get in their voc- voting package, like a good bit of that saxophone, like I'm hoping that goes in their favor. Um, just because for me, that's like, da, 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 like that. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that bit. So I, that that kind of makes it a bit more interesting for me. Hip thrusting. We're going to have Epic Sax, sort of the, the, the version here from Malta potentially going on there. Jared, do you think we can get some of that? I think so. This is just fun, right? It's like, it's definitely a grower too. I love the sax. Like anytime I wear a sweater now, I'm like, I feel better in my sweater. Um, it's just, it's just pure fun. This, this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Malta have finished second twice in Eurovision, 2002, 2005. Would they be able to host it in Malta? I actually don't know much about Malta. Like, do you think they're a, they're well, they got a national final. They'd be right. Yeah. I mean, 500 seats. Yeah. <laughs> that's all they need. And two seats, probably. Um, actually got a pretty good success rate of making the finals, Malta. Out of 34 times in Eurovision, 26 finals, 76%. Last in the final two years ago, where they were seventh in 2021. Uh, 32nd favourite, though. Not uh, heavily favoured on Eurovision World. Uh, and they will go second in semi-final one. I just think because semi-final one's a little bit more stacked, and I think by process of elimination, I've sadly got a missing out, but I will be absolutely thrilled if they do. I will not be disappointed to lose a point in this one because I do like this song. So uh, I, I maybe being a bit strategic and and going a bit odds based, but um, it's a no from me, sadly, Jared. I think no as well. I like the song. I just feel like it's got a bad like running order directly mm. after Norway before Serbia. It's just not in a good spot. True, sandwiched by some uh, other more memorable songs. Sadly, Alex. I said yes because this Yay. is my kind of one that I want to get through, even though I don't think it will. And Colin said no because Colin's. Dumb. Um, all right. Speaking of epic sex, 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 man. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, it gets a lot of sex from playing that saxophone. Let's go to Moldova. Here is Pasha Parfini, and I, uh, I'm going to try this. Uh, Sorale, Sorale, Silu. Yeah, you, you're going to hear this. Let's go. <laughs> admit it's one of those ones similar to what i was just saying probably about multiple it's just like you literally like i look at it and go yeah i think i know that song and as soon as it plays oh that song like you know it's just it's so it's so catchy and fun uh pasha parfini uh he represented euro he represented uh moldova back in uh eurovision in 2012 back in baku the laureen so it's just every year laureen competes he's like literally moldova like laureen's competing send pasha uh he, he can go pasha uh, basically. Um, and he was also the lead singer of Sunstroke Project. 
So, I mean, the, the shortage of pop singers in Moldova is just basically like recycle when the ring goes. And if you're part of Sunstroke Project, then, hey, you are also got a shot. So uh, I appreciate that a lot more. He won Etapa Nacionala 2023. Thoughts on that, Jared? Watch it? Didn't watch it. <gasps> you suck at Eurovision fandom. Come on now. Um, Alex, let's start with you. I it's I think it's a little bit like generic pop ballady in comparison to some previous kind of Moldovan entries, which I think have stood out a bit more. I don't think it's terrible though. I think it's enjoyable. It's got enough about it. There's a good driving beat through it. Um, I think it will do okay. It's not as exciting for me as some previous uh, Moldovan entries that I've liked more, but that's a high bar for Moldova. Oh, it's a huge bar. And actually to, to clarify, so he was the lead singer of Sunstroke Project the year before they went to Eurovision. So he, he left because um, he was the band entered in 2009 where they placed third. So they didn't make it. Then he left. Then in 2010, they made it. They did with Runaway before obviously coming back in 2017 when they got third. So, I mean, shit timing there. Poor old Pasha. But, I mean, he's made up for it, right? He's competed as many times as Sunstroke Project. So, I mean, Sunstroke, Sunstroke Project, I can't even say the name anymore. They're so epic. But they got... Did better in the second two around, so I mean, <laughs> chances are for Moldova that they're gonna. This is like the San Marino, right? Let's just cycle the same singers every couple of years. Um, Jared Moldova. Moldova is just a great country. You can always rely on them to bring something fun and quirky. I didn't watch the national final, but this beat out Sunstroke Project at the national final. They went again, so, did they? Yeah. <laughs> wow. They just so that like fuck. shows you like the quality. Like this is, I think this is just great. It's something ethnic. It's fun. Um, the stage show's great as well. Um, yeah, this is a quality entry. I know really little about Moldova. I could tell you the flag. That's about it. I, I mean, this song is in Romanian, and that makes sense because the official language of Moldova is Romanian. So there you go. I did not know that until I just looked this up. Um, they are not a very big pub, big country. They've only got 2.6 million people living there, but... Uh, I'm saying, guys, boys trip, Moldova. Let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> Sunstroke Project, um, Greatest Hits Tour. Is it happening? Um, it, it's got to be there. Uh, third, 2017, Sunstroke Project, Hey Mama. Uh, what, what a... Oh God, memories. Just think about the songs that we've covered on this show. Uh, out of 17 Eurovisions, they've made the finals 12 times, 70%. Last in the final last year where they were seventh. So they've got a decent track record, Moldova. Tenth in semi-final one, they will go 19th favourite. I'm putting them through. You can, you can, Moldova's generally a safe bet, I would say. And uh, as we've just kind of gone, I, seriously, I, I need to pay more attention to Moldova. Off the podium next year, Paris 2024, Jared, we're going to do a special episode on Moldova. I'm going to track down a Moldovan Olympian. don't even know if they've ever won a medal before. I'll find that out. Jared, are they making it through? Oh, definitely. Go through there, Alex. Are they going through? Yes. Ah, oh, there you go. Good on you, Moldova, for being Moldovan. That's all I'll say right now. Um, again, I mentioned before, if you typed in Lithuanian pop song to Otter or whatever the chat.ai, whatever it's called, you would get that song. And I would feel if you typed in Dutch Eurovision song, you would get this song. Here is Mia, Nikolai and Dion Cooper with Burning Daylight. I'm sorry, I'm just human, I'm losing myself, chasing Chasing eyes I'm losing myself I'm chasing eyes I'm burning 
now, now before we talk about generic Dutch song number 17, uh, just quickly, Moldova have won Olympic medals, six to be precise, two silvers and four bronze. Congratulations to them. Uh, all came in the sports of the summer variety, canoeing, shooting, boxing and wrestling. And actually they, they won a bronze in canoeing in Tokyo, breaking a uh, bit of a drought. They hadn't won a medal since Beijing. So there you go. We'll remember that next year, won't we, Jared? That's it. Talking up Have our eyes on the canoeing to see if they do any better. Yeah, the great Sergei Tarnovsky won uh, the bronze in the men's C1 1000 metres. Thoroughly deserved too. He had a good season, if I'm not mistaken, remembering that one. Back to the Netherlands. Um, this was an internal selection. So apparently they select the artist first in November and then by March they're like, give us a song. Is that normal? Don't they usually come along like, hey, artist, here's your song. Like, it's just like, hey, singer, you got five months to write a song. Do they, is that how it works, Jared? I feel like they more so do that when it's like a bigger name, which this isn't. So that's why it's a bit confusing. Like, I feel like if you've got a big name, then they tend to like announce the artist first, build the hype, then work on a song. Yeah. So, you know, Britney Spears, when USA enters next year, if Australia gets dumped, uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so Mia Nikolai, she's a singer, songwriter, and actress. Her photo on Wikipedia is her having a cigarette. Okay. And uh, Dion Cooper, um, simply a Dutch singer, songwriter. Uh, there's not much here along. The, the voice, they're always on The Voice, they're always on one of these sort of things as well. Um, apparently, though, Mia has lived in Melbourne. That's a fun fact for you. So there's another Australian connection. I really don't know what to add. It's just, it's so very Dutch. It's like they won the other year with a song like this. So they're just like, oh, yes, we will send the same song every couple of years. Apparently they're like Russian. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they've got like a very like Elvish sounding accent. Oh, I'm from this. I'm the Netherlands. I, I'm just going to stop offending people and ask Alex what he thinks of the Netherlands entry for 2023 at Eurovision. <laughs> I, I think it's got a very much like a promotional package vibe was yeah. what I put where again, it's that like, Oh look, it's a new season of home and away. And here's a dramatic <laughs> moment featuring this song in the background or something like yes. that. Like that's what I like. I always feel like there's a couple of songs every year in this. And I'm like, it's either going to turn up now in the background of TikTok or in like, it could turn up like on a channel seven promotional package for so some show to promote a new season. That's what I kind of vibe I get from it. Um, I love that. I, I think kind of middle of the, yeah, middle of the road. I think, the juries might like it if it makes it. I don't know what the public will think. I mean, they liked the other one a few years ago, as you said, so I don't know if that works in its favor. I, I really appreciate that you bring the humor, you bring the facts, and you bring the TikTok references. You're down with the kids. I don't know. I don't know what TikTok is still, you know? So, yeah. Jared, are you on TikTok? I, uh, I'm i not. No, no, you are. You just don't want to be like, ah, no, I'm not actually. No, I've never used it before. I have used it to look at the rehearsal clips, but uh, that was the only way to look at them. So no, no, there's, no some great, yeah. there's some great subwoofer content from last year, man, oh. with them doing some great dances through Norway. So I'm just saying. <laughs> do they do dances through Moldova though? No, I haven't checked recently, but See, I don't believe so. That will sell me. I'm telling you right now, subwoofer, if you're listening, go to Moldova, do dances in the streets of Moldova, and I will download TikTok. I guarantee it. Um, Jared, Netherlands. I don't know this one. Like some days I like it, other days I hate it. Um, I do think it's one of the better ballads. Their vocals are all like the pre-shows were like terrible. I really don't know what they're going to be like on stage. But, you know, sometimes Europe loves a duet. Yeah. Like Common Lynette's Come After the Storm second. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, so 
This is one of those ones where I, I really don't know how it's going to do. They won Eurovision five times, 1957, 59, 69, 75, and, of course, broke through a couple of years ago, 2019. Out of 62 Eurovisions, they made the finals 53 times, 85%. They were 11th last year. They will go 14th in semi-final one, so they will go second last just before cha-cha-cha. I mean, it's a, that's a big change from this to cha-cha-cha. Uh, they are the 21st favourite, though, I'm going for no for the Dutch. Might be controversial, but I've got to kick someone out who maybe is out there. I don't know. I just, ah. Uh, and like, how do you come down? From, like, you got freaking Czech Republic and Finland, and this is in between both of them. And then Lorene's only a couple beforehand. Like, I feel like it closes out very strongly, and you got this. I don't know. It's a no from me, Alex. I've said yes. It's going to scrape in. All right. Uh, so that's uh, Colin Reminder just said a no. So, Jared, are you going to be 50-50 split or are you going to sweep the nose except for Alex? Let's uh, add another no. Oh. Between this and kind of Switzerland for me, which one in, which one out? Uh, I said this one's out. Oh, all right, all right. I'm so sad that Colin's not here for this one. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure this was the one that you sent through first because I, I was lamenting the fact that Subwoofer weren't coming back and that we weren't getting a, you know, Justice for Subwoofer for last year. What were they, 10th last year? But if you can't send Subwoofer, you're sending Alessandra with Queen of Kings from Norway. I'm so sad that I just such a short clip there's so much more of that i can play but i mean also we're, we're running along here it's, it's midnight we're gonna get through these but i mean fucking hell what a banger uh this one melody grand prix 20 i'm assuming you, you hooked to melody grand prix was this the standout was this the obvious one yeah but there was lots of good songs there another good national final oh just scandinavia knows how to do it um alessandra melee she's 20 years old she's actually italian um she was born in italy uh, competed uh, on the seventh season of The Voice. Norga's best stemme. Um, that sounded very almost Scottish, didn't it? Um, and she apparently at the age of 12 won the fifth edition of VB Factor. Is that like a beer contest or something like that? Um, and she then grew up in Lillehammer. So there's another Olympic connection for there as well. But um, what a song. Apparently this song represents her experiences as a bisexual woman. So there you go. That's an interesting fact. I just to go over that. I mean, this is one of the my top three favorites. This, again, it's this Voyager and Cha 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 that I'm playing basically nonstop. And Lorraine, four of them, just, just absolutely on repeat. Love, love, love this song, Jared. Yeah, this is great. This is this, like this is how you open a semi-final, like semi-final yeah. too. Like, mm. um, this is yeah, so good. It's so fun. It has so many different moments in it, but they all kind of work together, and it just has like a great beat throughout. It's just incredible just the way that that base. I love the charting performance of this, how it's done. Like, obviously, number one in Norway. It's like six in Hungary, Iceland, 20. Sweden have just gone to 35. <laughs> You're not beating us in Eurovision this year. Uh, Alex. There's an interesting rivalry between Norway and Sweden. My brother lived in Norway the last couple of years, and they think Sweden are very, very, not very smart at all <laughs> um, in Norway in particular. It's, apparently, you insult someone by calling them a Swede. It's, it's very weird. Um, Shut up, you Swede. Go to Ikea. <laughs> um, I, I think this is a great song. It, it's going to set the tone fantastically. This was one of the early ones to come out, as you said, and so it's been on playlists for months for me. It's a great one. It 
really brings good energy and I'm looking forward to seeing the performance. Yeah, first in the semi-final though. Like, do, do we think, I mean, it's such a memorable song. Like, there's no way you forget this song. But, Jared, will this hurt it though, going first in the first semi-final? No, I think if you're early on, you want first. Because, like, then you're first in, like, the recap clip. Um, you open the show. Like, yeah. Like, going early is not necessarily bad. It's more so, I feel like, through through five that you're like, mm. Um, but like the one spot, I feel like it stands out. And I feel staging this, I mean, is it epic? Like it just feels like this song just screams an epic stage presence. Yeah. 100%. So good. Oh, amazing. Norway's won Eurovision three times, 1985, 1995, 2009. Very good strike rate of making finals, Norway. 60 times they've competed for 57 finals, 95%. Great, great uh, effort there for them. As I said, last year, fucking robbed 10th. For Tenth for that, like how? That is literally still on my playlist a year later. I have not removed it from my main playlist on my phone. I just will not remove it. Uh, there's a sixth favourite. So three of the Scandinavian countries are in the top six as favourites. So this is a big year for Scandinavian music. It is going through. We're all in agreement with that, right? There's, there's no question that we're even going to question that. And as Colin said, this is his favourite of uh, all the songs. So uh, he, he does have a brain as part of him. Every now and then. Uh, let's go to Poland. Ninth in semi-final two. This is Blanka. Uh, not the... I swear there's a Street Fighter character called Blanka. Is it Blanko? Blank something. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the Street Fighter character with Solo. Also in English. All right, now, so here we go. She won two big circuit European virabin hitna. Did I get close, Jared? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how my poll is. Did you watch that one? I did. That was a, uh, a controversial final. Oh, tell me quick. Can you summarize it quickly? Why was it controversial? Well, she was announced the winner before. <laughs> It was finished before wow. they voted. How does so, that work? Rigged? I don't know. <laughs> and we're into the semifinals with our winner. I mean, um, that person who could potentially go through, uh, Blanka Stajko, she's 23, from Poland, obviously. Uh, she was on Top Model. So she went from being model to a singer. So good for her. Um, and she has gone to number four in Poland with Solo. And uh, maybe controversially... Uh, number one in Lithuania with this song. So um, they, they like Blanco more than their their own singer. It's catchy. It's fun. It's it's a pop Eurovision song. That's, I think, all you can say, right, Jared? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like a, a generic summer hit. I find it hard to divorce it from <laughs> from the controversy. Um, but then I, then I also, in a way, I feel sorry for her because I feel like she got like a lot of hate and like, well, it's not her fault if it was rigged. Yeah, unless she rigged it, right? I don't know. Um, Alex, has it changed your mind? Maybe it's changed my mind. I don't know. I, I don't know what songs it beats. So for, for <laughs> my, uh, like Fair at point. that point, it's okay. Milk, um, milkmaids? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this is the traditional, I feel like, closest to Fuego each year that yeah. I kind of give it a song. I think this is the closest to a Fuego kind of knockoff. Um, it is a good tune. I feel like purely because I think it's a Fuego knockoff, it's probably not as rated highly as it could have in my view. But I, I think, you know, 
it's it's got a good beat to it. It stands out still compared to some of the other ones this year. That's a ninth in semi-final two, so sort of uh, mid mid pack. Twenty uh, fourth favorite currently. Uh, Poland never won. Funnily enough, it's uh, a bit of a shock. I thought Poland would have definitely won Eurovision. Second, nineteen ninety four, been in twenty four Eurovisions, fifteen finals, six two and a half percent. Last and final last year, they were twelfth. Uh, I'm putting it through. I'm putting it through, uh, and fairly this time, not rigged. She'll she'll make it through. Uh, for me, Jared. I'm saying no. You're saying no. All right, Alex. Yeah, she's already won. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, you got, yes, the, you, you, you got the paper there, do you? All right, good to know. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to Portugal with Mimicat. And uh, the title, of course, is A Cotta de la Song. Yeah, that's in Portuguese if you didn't quite understand that one. Um, if I honestly, if you were to tell me, here is a singer called Mimicat, what song do you think they would sing? I think it would be that. I think this is just a song that kind of suits the name of the artist. Uh, this one, Festival Dan de Cancial 2023, was it good, Jared? No, I think some bits and pieces. This is another long one. All right, okay, no, Portuguese. Too many songs. <laughs> I, just, I just stretch it out. It's just like a royal rumble, you know. Uh, Mimicat, she's 38. She's her real name is Marissa Isabel Lopez Mena, uh, and she apparently went way back in tw- 2001. Tried to get into Eurovision. She competed uh, at the stage name of Isamena, but did not make it past the semifinals. So again, Lithuania, keep on trying, get on through. Um, Jared Mimicat. I think it's fun. It's very musical theatre. It's very like Portuguese as well. Uh, it just makes me want to clap along to like the clapping bits. I think she's got good stage presence and seems like a fun person. So I, yeah, no complaints. I like that Portugal kind of just, mm. you know, does their own thing. Yeah, they, they just give a shit. They won it once. Oh, finally, whatever. We'll just do whatever the fuck we want now. Uh, Alex. Yeah, this sounds like it could be really fun. I think it it has a really good ability to stand out with something a bit different, I think. Um, I think it's enjoyable. I think it has to rely probably on a really good performance on the day to make sure it doesn't go into like novelty territory. But I think it has a really cool vibe. And you said like Portugal give different kind of stuff. It's been a while, I think, since they've done something like this though. So I'm I'm excited to to see how that goes. Yeah, it is. It is I, I like that musical theater reference. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, obviously, one in 2017 out of 53 Eurovisions, 44 finals, 83 percent. Last in the final last year, they were ninth, fifth in semi final, one 25th favorite. Um, I'm saying no though. I just I just I don't know, early in the final, again, it's a process of elimination. Uh, I mean, there's some stronger entries in semi-final one. I wouldn't surprise me if it made it, but I've also got to try and be strategic, as I keep saying. Alex? I've got it as a yes. Jared? I've said yes. I think, Ooh. like, yes, it's early, but it's between Latvia and Ireland, like dream running order. I, 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 I'm I, screwed based on that, judging there. All right, okay. Uh, this one shouldn't take long. Uh, <laughs> um... Romania, Theodore Andre, DGT, off and on. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm
I've ever wanted to hear a screaming Romanian before. Uh, there is English in that song, of course, as well. Um, it won Selecta Nacional 2023. Jared, watch it. No. No. Not a good selection. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good selection. Uh, Teodora, born in 2004, is 18. Uh, apparently, electropop is his genre here. I don't know. That's not really electropop. I don't know about that. Uh, apparently, was on the talent show Vokea Romena Jr., the Romanian version of The Voice Kids, where he made the semi final. This is just a, a kid screaming in Romanian. Like, I just, it just literally, when I press that clip, I had to like double take, like, oh, God, I forgot this one. Yeah, this is horrible. This is the worst song, I think. And it's reflected, I think, in the odds. 37th favorite. It will go third in semi final, too. Uh, not a fan. Jared? Yeah, there's another one where I feel bad for the artists, but I feel like they've just been abandoned by their broadcaster. But there's another one where, like, well, Fair enough, you know. Um, <laughs> You're going. It's not good. I don't like the song. I think he's an okay singer. The, the, the staging for this was absolutely like atrocious um, and it doesn't look much better from the preview clips. So, it, yeah, it's not looking good. Alex? I, I always appreciate a song in 3-4, kind of change up the rhythm, something like that. Um, but I don't think this is one of the better ones of anything like that. I've... Every time I hear the da da da, I'm just thinking, I made love to you, like you. I don't know why. Like, I always just hear that every time I, he does that little bit there. That's all I hear. And wow. I'm like, well, this, does, this isn't helping that at all. Boys so, to no. men reference. Yeah, just kind there of. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hello to all our boys to men. Are, are they men yet? Do you think they've, enough so years have passed that they've become men? Um, Romania were third in 2005 and 2010. 19 out of 22 finals. That's a good strike rate for Romania. 18th last year. Uh, they're not making it this year, though. Let's be honest. Is it, is it an old Kramer shaking head? I don't even know to ask the question. Colin said yes, though. Um, so if they make it, uh, we're the ones that are going to have eggs on our faces, apparently. So um, you do you, Colin. Uh, speaking of doing you, let's go to Slovenia. Slovenia. Uh, Joker out with Carpe Diem. I'm sad I didn't put the bit where it's like, like I just kind of like that uh, little bit on that one. Uh, internal selection, another one though, where it was selected, the band was selected in December, then the song was selected in February. And uh, Joker Out, kind of, it almost sounds, uh, you know, like sudden lights. It's just like Joker Out. They're playing like cars and on, yes, oh, Joker Out. So let's call our band that. Um, <laughs> I just love the introduction on, on Wikipedia. They are a Slovenian indie rock band. They are set to represent Slovenia in the Eurovision Song Contest. They were formed in 2016 and have released two albums. I don't know much about Slovenia, but that probably sounds like a standard Slovenian introduction, I think. I, I like this song. It's it's catchy. It's kind of, you know, it's maybe not a standout, but some of this, those music breaks kind of work for me. Tenth uh, in semi-final two, they're going. They're 18th favourite, so they're in the, the top half in terms of the favouritism there. I, I, I enjoy this song, Alex. Yeah, you've kind of hit it for me there is that the musical breaks, I think, and like that little guitar solo and bits like that through it, make it a little bit more interesting. I think it's, you, you pretty much said it, I think it's a bottom half of the final song kind of thing. It's enjoyable enough as a rock tune that I think people will get behind it. 
once bigger songs come along, I think it's going to drift into the background a bit. Okay, yeah, it kind of just feels like one of those ones that like, it might make the final, but again, it's just, it's just that forgettable final song where you'll tune in on Sunday morning like, oh, yeah, they made the final. Oh, that song. Yeah. Jared? Oh, I think this is really good. I think it's like probably my second favourite of all the band entries. Um, they just have fun. The instrumentation's good. I like that they're singing Slovenian. Um, it's just catchy. This is one that sticks with you, and it was kind of like a very, like, early like release as well in terms of like all the songs and like it's kind of stayed like near my top like throughout so have um a slovakia on the way back in are we ever going to get slovakia back or <laughs> think slovenia think slovakia you know potato potato i i don't know um seventh in 95 and 2001 slovenia uh out of 27 eurovisions 15 finals 55 percent last in the final in 2019 though 15th um i'm saying they're breaking that duck i think they're making it back in I think they will be back in the finals. I don't know if they'll be able to get 15th, but uh, it's in for me. Go Slovenia. Uh, Jared. Yeah, I think this is another one of the easy kind of lock qualifiers for me. Alex? Yep. Oh, Colin said no. What is he, what, what's he smoking? All right. Uh, we're going to we're gonna breeze through these last few uh, because we're actually our favorite country. Come on. Every year. It's always our favorite country. We know where we're at. We're at San Marino. And what a band name. Pick. Peak Jacks, Peak Jacks, and here is their entry with Like an Animal. I just love watching Jared's face. It's like he's just on the verge of cracking up every single time we play anything San Marino related. Um, can I just also ask Jared, una voice per San Marino, how long does it go for? There's like four semifinals, a second chance, and then a final. But it's all in one week, every <laughs> single night. <laughs> like San Marino's tiny. How does it, there's always Italians. I don't think there's ever been a naturalized San Marino entrance ever have there. Like, I mean, do you watch it? Like, tell me you watch it. I see uh, highlights of it because it's bad. <laughs> well, I mean, you can probably tell by like, how is this? How is an event that starts with apparently over 1,000 artists? <laughs> how is this the winner? <laughs> I, I just, I just, you can't not love Sam Bring back Valentina. Oh, oh, just, I just you can't. It's true to come back. I it's just, been a while. <laughs> I, I just think the fact that they just try every year, like, bless them. Like Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Monaco, they're, they're, you know, Andorra, where are they? They can fuck these little micros. It's Vatican City. Oh, no, we're too good for you. Every year, San Marino, we're just like, we're doing it. We're going back into it. Um, peak, peak, is it Peak Jacks? Peak, yeah. It is Peak Jacks. Um, they've been around since 2006. Um, so, been around from Bugani, Bugiani, or that place in Italy that they're from. Uh, there's four of them. And. They look like a rock band. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't like this song then, Jared. <laughs> this is just, it's so bad. This is this is like the worst of the band's bad country mile. And I would be surprised if this doesn't finish last in like the entire competition. Oh, that makes me sad. Say nah, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Flo Rida, would Flo Rida make this better? 
He would. Uh, I think Flo Rida would make Kmart Maniskin a little bit, a little bit better. But um, unfortunately, they're going to need more than. Uh, I think they might need more than Flo Rida to save them. I feel like Kmart Maniskin is still too high for them. That's probably <laughs> true. W reject shop. <laughs> Best and less Maniskin. Oh, uh, like, like I just want to go on a road trip from San Marino to Moldova. I just like, I just want to like hug a Moldovan in a set. Like, I, are there real San Marino people? Like, like, do they exist? Like, is it just Italians in the Olympics? Right? Yeah. <laughs> are, but they, like, are they real or well, not? They won medals the other year. The the yeah. the shooter. But like, was she genuinely from San Marino, or again is she just an Italian? Like, because it's so small of a country. It'd be like, if they all of a sudden you know, made like Dubbo its own country. Like no one's from Dubbo. They just, well, no one moves to Dubbo. I don't know. Like I just, if you are listening to this show and you are from San Marino, you really are from there. Like non-Italian. It's like, hey, I'm from San Marino. <laughs> like Mario is probably really from San Marino. He's just ashamed. Um, San Marino has a best finish of 19. Say <laughs> nada. Oh, what a beggar. Um, Bless their little socks. 12 Eurovisions have made the finals three times. 25 is the worst of anyone. They were last in the final in 2021 uh, with Flo Rider. Uh, how did Stripper not make it last year? Uh, they will go 12th in semi-final two and they're the 34th favourite. Fuck it. Every year I'm putting them in. I know they're not going to make it, but I'm saying, like, I'm going to get it one year and you're going to laugh at me. But I'm doing it. I'm putting San Marino as a yes for me. A guaranteed no point for me. But screw it, Alex. Say nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I know where you're going, right, Jared? Uh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> what would you do if this made it? Would you Would you cry or like I don't know? Sell up, Sell move up. shop, <laughs> and enter um, Una Voice San Marino because obviously <laughs> you might have a chance. Actually, what what can you play any instruments? Are you, I, mean, I know Alex, you're musical, so I'll be bit you of know piano, a bit of sax. You know <laughs> what more, more do they want? Thrust your hip. Just just call yourself John Farnham. They'll be like, oh, well, Google you. You're pretty big. We don't even need to see an audition. Just pop on in. Seriously, they their next song contest should be called "Let's Try Again." <laughs> That's literally San Marino's motto: is "Let's Try Again." Uh, all right, and doubles as the national census, doesn't it? Yeah. With that, that many entries. <laughs> oh God, bless them, love them. Uh, all right, let's go to Serbia with Rafa, not Rafa Nadal. I'm wrong. Novak job. I'm getting my tennis player. I wouldn't get a job on Channel Seven again, would I? Uh, Luke Black and Samo Mi Si Spava. Uh, I just want to sleep forever. I like it better when I dream. Shalim Zalvik the Spava. How the fuck is this only 17th favourite? I just double took this. I thought this was one of the favourites. I fucking love this song. Um, they're going third in semi-final one. It's in Serbian and English. One Pesma Ze Evroz 23. Watch that one, Jared. Yep. And what's what's Serbian Eurovision hunt like? I think they've like taken like the side alley after like last time you know it was like the hand washing song and now they're like yeah we're all in on like the weird alternate track and i'm here for it oh it's it's so good luke black he's uh 30 years old uh, i love the genres here electro pop dream pop and synth pop Ooh, i like this 
He released an album called F23.8. <laughs> Very specific there, Luke. It makes him seem even cooler. I love this song, Alex. It's great. There's something really weird about Serbian stuff, and it's it's very cool. I, I do appreciate it. So they, they don't get vaccinated. They're normal. This is what normal people are like. They just don't get vaccinated. This is what we'd all be like. It's it's all over the shop, but I, I do really like it. It's um it, it's um surely it's gotta have crazy staging, right? I oh. haven't looked at anything, but surely they got some weird stuff going on. Like I feel like there's a bunch of Serbian people just sitting at home just like what can we do this year? Like, what can we outdo? So, um, whatever it is, I'm looking forward to the staging with it because I'm sure it's going to be wild. I mean, the cover art for this song is him holding a lobster to his ear like a phone. So, I mean, like, that speaks volumes. Jared. Yeah, this is so good. The song itself is good. The staging is amazing. Like, you'll, it, it's something to look forward to. Think, like, video game-esque, kind of, like, final boss battle. It's oh. just... um. It's really good and just like improves like the song. And third in semi-final one, they won't struggle with that. I think they'll be right. They'll be right. Uh, famously won on debut back in two thousand and seven, Serbia their only win out of fourteen uh, Eurovisions. They've been in eleven finals, seventy eight percent last in the final last year. They were fifth last year, and as I said, seventeenth. That baffles me. Seventeenth favorite. That feels this song is unique. It should be a lot higher than that. It's a yes from me. I think it's a yes from everyone. This has gone through, right? Everyone's on on agreement on that. Yep. Yep. Easy, easy days. All right. Uh, we've only got a couple more to go, gents. It's late for us, but we've got a couple of big ones to uh, go through once we get through Switzerland. Um, here. <laughs> Sorry, Switzerland. I don't mean to be disrespectful. No Celine Dion this year. Uh, but here is their entry, Remo Fora and Watergun. I don't want to be a soldier, soldier. I don't want to have to. Another one of these ones where there was an internal selection where the artist was chosen, then the song. Um, so there you go. Um, he is 21 years old from Hamburg, St. Gallen in Switzerland. Uh, won the third season of The Voice of Switzerland. Also participated on the German show, I Can See Your Voice. Um, and fun fact about Remo, which I'm sure you'll remember this, and I hope good old Joel, if he's listening, because I know he loves us, uh, can steal this one. Uh, he completed an internship as a retail specialist in a sporting goods store. Good for him. Um, getting some love. 14. How is this more favoured than Serbia? I have no idea. Um, it's just, this sounds like a Dutch entry, to be honest. Um, generic pop. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, Jared. Yeah, I feel like Switzerland's in a bit of a hole. Like, they struck a gold with John's Tears and then have, like, done, like, the Fuego thing of, like, well, we'll just send, like, the same artist every year after. And it hasn't worked. Um, there's nothing offensive about it. I think, like, the anti-war message could do well. Um, his vocals will be fine. Um, but I don't know. The staging previews look good, but, I mean, how do you really stage a ballad? Amazing. Yes. Uh, if he, he just walk out with Roger Federer, <laughs> just like point, 
Like, you like him? He's from Switzerland. <laughs> like me too. Alex. Sounds a bit like Lewis Capaldi to me, which I think yeah. is a good thing, but like, I don't know how well that goes in Eurovision. Um, it's not, it's a bit boring to be honest. Like I don't mind Gijon's tears from a few years ago, but yeah, I, I agree with Jared. It's, it's kind of, it's not making you excited about it it's when very, you listen to it. It's very Swiss. It's just there. It's in the middle. It doesn't offend anyone. It doesn't get involved. It's, it's very Swiss. Got a few holes in it like cheese. Um, they won Eurovision in 1956 and 1988 with Celine. Uh, 51 finals out of 62 appearances, 82% last in the final last year, 17th. They'll be eighth in semi-final one, 14th favourite, as I said. I've got them going through. I'm playing the odds. I mean, if you're 14th favourite, you're making it through to the final. So that's based on that. I don't think it should. There are better songs, but sure. Got to play the odds. You got to play it safe sometimes. Alex, right? What do you think? I, I sacrificed this so I could put Malta's Busker song through. <laughs> so that's a no from you. That's a no. All right, Jared. I've said yes. It was between this and Netherlands, and I went this. Yeah, I'd prefer that. All right, okay. The biggest talking point of Eurovision in 2023 is the return of a singer who maybe produced the best Eurovision song of the last uh, 23 years, most arguably the most successful Eurovision song of the last 23-odd years, and I believe it made the top five of that list I read. A certain Laureen, uh, as Colin said, oh, yeah, it's a good ballad, and uh, the certain song called Tattoo. Violence playing and the angels crying When the stars aligned I'll be there No one will care about the someone is to be loved And all I care about is you It's not gonna be like a tattoo No one will care about the pride. I want your fire and your right You still get closer to you It's not gonna be like a tattoo Oh, just gives you chills, doesn't it? Now, before we like, I feel we've got a bit to talk about this one, but just Melido Festival. And I mean, this is arguably bigger than Eurovision itself, right? Because it's just, it just produces hits and bangers and hits along the way. Did she win this based on purely it being the best song or did she win this based on the fact that she was Laureen? I think it was the best song and the best staging. I think like whoever sung it out of the field, like say she wasn't her and someone else was singing it. I still think it would have won. I like that. That's what I wanted to hear. Because, I mean, this is this is huge, right? Because, obviously, Euphoria, just such an iconic song. Uh, so amazing. We know how good Sweden are. Like, we don't have to constantly bang on about that. Just They've, they've literally missed one final in the history of 61 appearances. That, that's an insane strike rate. And I will say it again. I say it every year. How they are not part of it. There should be a big six. Honestly, like, they are that good at Eurovision. They are that iconic. There should be a big six. It shouldn't be based on economic. Ec- the economy and shit like that. That's my argument every year. But I mean, it's look, it's not as good as euphoria, but it's up, it's up there though. Like it's still amazing. This is a favorite for a reason. 11th in semifinal one, you got a big name returning. I mean, there's just so many things working for this that uh, like, God, the battle between this and Cha 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 is going to be massive. I, I just, I, it's wow. It's going to be absolutely huge. I, I, Clearly between those two. I don't know if any other song can win. But, yeah, Alex, let's let's go to you. Laureen, she's back. 
Yeah, and it's a fantastic song and anything Sweden puts out is usually quite high. So straight away, like I think like juries are gonna love this in the final. Like we talk about which I think is gonna win the popular vote. I think this will do really well in popular vote, but I can see juries just like giving 12, 12, 12, 12 and really putting a lot into this. Um, it's a fantastic song. It's very friendly to listen to. Yeah, just really good. I, I did a top 100 songs in my personal top 100 songs of all time a few years ago and euphoria made my top 100 songs i just i love that song so much jared i mean god loreen queen loreen she's back she's just a legend she's an icon this song is epic the staging is epic granted the staging is scaled down from melody festival and which is annoying like you should be able to scale up at actual eurovision from your national final but that's just (laughs) how good sweden's national final is um, but I mean, majority of people won't have seen it, so it's not going to make a difference. She's gone from, you know, sandwich press to <laughs> burger box uh, in terms of the staging size. Um, but the song itself is so good. Like, I don't, just with like Lorene, like, I feel like I believe every word that like she sings and she brings so much like passion to the song. And if like Sweden do win, this would be so fitting for them to like tie the record of oh. most wins. Doing it like with Lorene would just be like the best. 100%. The thing that I love so much about the one year they did not make Eurovision was 2010, right? So the, the final, I should mention. So it's the one time they never made that. That was back with This Is My Life by Anna Bergdahl. I can't pronounce the name. Since then, they have only not made the top 10 twice. Both times they finished 14th. And every other year, with the exception of one year where they finished 7th, they finished in the top 5. They've basically gone... Fuck you. You don't not put us in the final. We're going to come back and we're going to shit all over you. We are Sweden. They've won it twice, finished third twice. Every other year they've been in the top five. Like, just insane record of just consistency by Sweden. And as you said, Jared, if they win this year, they will tie the record with Ireland. They've currently won six times, 74, 84, 91, 99, 2012, 2015. They will equal the record, rightfully so. Ireland should not have that record anymore. Like It's been too long, Ireland. You don't deserve that record um, fourth last year, 98% strike rate. They are 11th semi-final one. They are the favourite with Eurovision World. And I don't even need to ask the question that comes from that because we know the answer. They will be in the final Sweden once again. All right, let's uh, wrap it up with our final entry. Our, uh, well, our host, I guess we're back to six in the final, aren't we? Because obviously we didn't have six last year because Italy won it the year before. Um, Ukraine, Heart of Steel, by Tavochi. Don't get what you said, yeah, yeah. Don't get how you feel. Get out of my way, yeah, yeah. Guess I got a heart of steel. Don't get what you said. Oh, how you feel. Oh, I got a heart of steel. Gonna give a shout out to Ukraine. You, you do feel bad for them. They can't host it, obviously. Uh, we, we know the circumstances there are, are tricky for them and, and you know, they obviously try to explore it, see if it was possible, but, but they couldn't do it. So you feel bad that they can't do it. There's obviously the Ukrainian flavour they'll still have kind of going into this, but they've actually put out a pretty good song. Like, I mean, it's sort of, again, a lot of people just phone it in after it. Maybe it's a bit easier when you don't host it and everything along those lines. But uh, I, I don't mind this song. Uh, Vidbia 2023, their contest, they won this um, one. Is it? Tavorchi, Tavorchi, am I saying that correctly, Jared? Or yeah, that's it. Good, right? Pronounce something correct. Did you watch their contest? I did. Held in a held in a bunker, ah. um, which is always uh, unusual. Nice. Um, but yeah, they did a did a good job considering. Did President Slensk, what's his name, show up? Did he? And 
wish them luck or no, no, be bothered. <laughs> Shit to do, I guess. Um, so Tavorchi, uh, an electronic duo. Um, they have released four albums. Cool. Uh, um, and they look like cool dudes. <laughs> I'm just seeing a picture here and there. Black pants and white t-shirt and sunnies and staring off into the distance. Um, they, they're, they're ranked fourth favorite. I mean, look, I don't know if, again, you kind of always, do you read between the lines? There's a bit of sentiment like, oh, Ukraine, like not to take away last year from the win, but it's kind of like you always, there's always going to have that asterisk next to it, right? Like it's kind of like, oh, you know, was that based on the the public sentiment or, you know, d- did Kalish Orchestra really deserve to win? It was a great song, but anyway, that's another debate for another day. So again, fourth favorite. Mm, is it the fourth best song? I'd say no. It's still enjoyable. I like it. D- don't think it's going to win, but we haven't had a back-to-back winner in a long time. So, um, Island. <laughs> uh, Alex, I'm rambling. Uh, it's a good song. It's it's not a great song. I think it's a good song. I think it it's com- it feels a lot, obviously it's a lot more commercial sounding than I think last year's. I think last year the kind of distinctive Ukrainian sound really kind of resonated really well. And I just think if it's a bit more of a generic, more sounding tune this year, I don't know how well that will do in comparison. So I think it's kind of just gone a little bit too, kind of back to the kind of generic commercial side. Still a good song. Still enjoy it. Expect it to do well. But I don't think it quite has the same impact as last year's one. Is in English and Ukrainian. Should mention that as well. Um, Jared. Um, to me, it's kind of i suppose middle of the road maybe a little bit higher than the middle of the road i think it's good i think it's under like appreciated by the fandom um i don't see them getting like the big televote push that they got last year but i mean who knows um but i mean ukraine in eurovision is just like a powerhouse so um Mm. congrats on them i yeah i could see it like breaking like top 10 again they are the only country that is not a big five country to have a 100% record. 17 Eurovision, 17 finals. Never not made the final. Obviously, this year, they're in the final. We know that. That's going to continue 18 out of 18. But, uh, yeah, you're right, Powerhouse, in terms of positioning, they've, they've done pretty well. Only twice out of the uh, – uh, once out of the top 20. So, um, solid results for them. One in 2004, 2016, and last year, of course – and uh, last year, one. Don't really need to add that fact that I just said that they were going to do that as well. Uh, still, Ruslana, Wild Dancers, banger as well. That also made my top 100 songs, by the way. Uh, I should mention too, if Loreen wins, she will be the first person since Johnny Logan to win two Eurovisions. Only one person has ever done that. Uh, the great Irish singer, Johnny Logan. Fitting as well, as you said, to equal that on another country and become the first female to do that as well. So um, that's in terms of a performer. Obviously, there have been writers who have written multiple songs that have won before as well. But uh, I'm looking forward to these guys. This is a big deal. You're both, I mean, I don't have to use Jared. Of course, you're getting up to watch them. But uh, Alex, you're going to get up watch semis on, on Wednesday and Friday? Uh, definitely semi-final one, I think I'm hoping to. Semi-final two. Uh, maybe I'll catch the replay, but oh. no, uh, I, I, I should, I, I should do, we'll, we'll see how we're going, but um, definitely looking forward to the first semi and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch the second one. It may we, just be slightly delayed. It, it's you'll get there eventually. That That's the main thing, right? We will be back on Saturday 
to record our recap. We're usually doing it on a Friday night, but we're actually doing it on Saturday this time. So we're going to get it quick turnaround to try and get it out for you by Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, so that you can listen to that in time for waking up. So you can go to bed listening to our voices. It will just be a, a quick recap. Kind of, it's this is a three-hour episode. This is our longest one. If you've never listened to us before, blame Colin. Um, but this is always our longest one. Our next two will generally sort of be under an hour. We'll go over the results, and then of course we'll give our predictions, and then we'll come back in a week's time. We'll review the final, give our final take on how it all plays out, see who wins, congratulate Jared on doing so, and then look forward to being in Sweden or Finland next year to uh, celebrate Eurovision 2024. Uh, Alex, thank you so much, and I, I hope your drink was a nice one. Uh, nice that you've got someone to hand you one there. I'm jealous. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. And Jared, I mean, are you going to sleep? Like, I don't know if you can stay, get any sleep this week. This is, this is Christmas week for Jared Lubig. Got to store up the sleep for the early morning start. So yeah, definitely straight to bed after this. But um, yeah, looking forward to this year. I just it feels like it. Like we've got kind of obvious favorites, but among the favorites, like which way it's going to go, I have no idea. Uh, now the big question I got to ask you: What are we closing out with? Are we are we closing out with Voyager, Cha Cha Cha, Norway, Sweden? Where, where are we going? <laughs> I feel like you got to give. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jared can't decide. <laughs> It's San Marino. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely not. I feel like see, start with give it, give it to Finland to start Finland. Off. All right, yeah. okay. Colin let's, was here for that. Let's let's close out with some cha 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 here on Euros Vision. Stay tuned on the channels throughout the week and enjoy the semi-finals. We'll speak to you in a few days and and bring on a bumpy year of Eurovision. <laughs> Samalta, kun tää toinen puoli musta vallan saa.